Hey, folks, I know there are lots of business owners who listen to this show. Maybe some of you never planned on running a business, but now here you are. One thing you've always got to keep in mind is how much you're spending on your operating costs. That's one of the first things we had to keep in mind with WTF. And with things costing more today than they did when we started, you want to keep your expenses down. To reduce costs and headaches, be smart and use NetSuite by Oracle, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Reduce IT costs, cut the costs of maintaining multiple systems, improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash WTF for more. That's netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash WTF. All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fuck nicks? What the fuckocrats? What the fuck publicans? The fuyas that are out there listening to me. How's it going? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast, WTF. Thank you for listening. By the way, I've got both Bridges boys here today. I've got Jeff Bridges and Bo Bridges, separate conversations that we pulled together. We figured it was appropriate to uh, post them together. It was great to talk to both the Bridges fellas. I'm a fan of both Bridges boys. It's hard to say that too many times. Both Jeff and Bo, I enjoy their work. So that's coming up. Uh, what else is happening? I, I know some of you relate to this. The fact that you know many of us are, are terrified on a day-to-day basis is it's a reasonable response if you're checking in, if you are plugged in, if you are, are trying to uh, wrap your brain around what's going on in the world now. And, and don't, don't misunderstand. We, we have a president that enjoys terrifying us. He's not unlike his uh, nemesis in North Korea in that. Those of us who, who are terrified of him, he enjoys terrifying us. And he feels like that is uh, a fine way to uh, exhibit uh, what he feels is power. So given that, and given that it is uh, somewhat successful, uh, I, do, I do honestly feel terrified some days. What's interesting that's happening is in light of this, I think many of us are not only you know, realizing that you know, we can do what we can do, we can do all that we can do, uh, however you're getting involved, however you're getting active, however you're preparing uh, or, or pushing for the, the upcoming elections anywhere you are or standing up for causes or whatever you're connected to, you're doing that and we're doing that. And now also you have to deal with the terror. And this is, this is where it gets weird for me. Something happened a few months ago with me, the constant sort of foreboding and, and sense of destabilization and terror has, has really forced me to prioritize my life a little bit in ways that, that I haven't before. Like, let's do some things that are proactive. Let's do some healthy things. Let's do some things that are fun, that make me feel good. Let's do nice things for other people. All that stuff that maybe some of you do anyways, you know, I, I'm trying to engage in uh, more. But I guess what I'm saying is I'm just trying to compartmentalize the terror, function, you know, <laughs> Be proactive, help people in my life, not be a dick if possible. It's another problem I have. I don't know if it's your problem. Uh, when I feel good, I, 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 I could tend to be a dick. And uh, there's part of me that's sort of like, who cares, man? Who cares? 
you know, I, you made it, I, you, you got this far and you know, it, it's like, just, just fucking enjoy yourself, whatever that means. Anyway, that's what I'm doing. Trying to manage my fear and hope for the best. So Bo Bridges, he's done a, a, a lot of work that both of these Bridges guys have worked, you know, almost, they've done like just dozens of movies. TV movies, Bo's done a lot of TV work, but uh, but also big movies, you know, uh, movie movies. Uh, he's in this new. He's got this. Uh, he's got he's got a very important pivotal part in the Mountain Between Us. You know, he's not on screen long, but but it, you know, he's the catalyst to the romance in this plane crash movie. But it was great talking to him uh, just about the arc of. Uh, his career and you know where he's at now and he was great in the descendants and you know he goes way back you know i'm just i'm just going off the top of my head but you know we talked so you'll hear that uh the mountain between us with kate winslet and idris elba uh, it's, it's it's out now the uh, plane crash romance and uh yeah so this is me talking to Bo. sometimes i wish i paid more attention in school or in some cases any attention at all there are probably a lot of things i could have gotten more out of like literature and now it's probably not in the cards to go back to school and study the classics but luckily for us there's a new podcast called the foxed page that dives deep into the best books of all time this is basically like the best possible college english class but more relaxed and fun no pressure of grades or needing to prepare something to say in class. It's only the books you want to read and know about presented by best-selling author Kimberly Ford. Everything from Cormac McCarthy to Madame Bovary, from classics like Frankenstein to modern hits like Lessons in Chemistry. I love Ireland, but I missed the boat on James Joyce. The Foxed Page has a three-part series on Dubliners, and that's a pretty great starting point. Want to get the most out of what you read? The Foxed Page is for you. Get it now wherever you get your podcasts bridges oh bridges the man this is like you know it's kind of insane like i i did i watched a screener of the new movie Uh of the mountain between us you know i knew going in you know that that and i think everybody does from watching the the trailer that uh the plane's gonna crash (laughs) yeah, <laughs> something's got to happen. Yeah, it's right? gonna happen pretty quickly. Yeah, and then when you come out and you're like, "There's the guy with he's gonna be flying the plane." Yeah. And I'm like, "All right, well, he's got about ten minutes." <laughs> That's it, and you got it right. <laughs> yeah, but you know what's wild is that uh, you know you 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 work the hell out of that ten. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, you know that you're going down. All right, yeah, you're going into it. I'm not spoiling anything for yeah, anybody. Right, right. But the way you played what happened. You know, it was very it was very deliberate. There was a moment there before what happens happens where you do something with your you know, your speech pattern and it's just a little bit of a like a uh, little I don't remember you screwed up a saying. A little guffawful. Yeah. Right, yeah. And yeah. I was like, uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. A, something's not going right with that guy. Yeah. But when you do something like that, because it was very convincing. Did you, is that something you came up with? Was that like, you know, when you're, when you're playing a guy that's having that kind of situation, how much of that was in the script? Uh, well, some of it was indicated. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but uh, the, uh, the director was very, very hands-on. Oh, know? yeah? Yeah, and he helped me a lot, honey. Uh, 
We talked about it a yeah, lot. Yeah. And I did my research about what happens to a guy with when he has a stroke. Yeah. And then the the airplane crash itself. Yeah. He had a very strong vision of how he wanted to do that. Oh, really? Like in one take. That, uh-huh. that was. Yeah. And when I when I uh, signed up for the movie, I had only two questions. I said, number one, uh, am I going to have to get up in a small plane <laughs> and do all kinds of crazy? Yeah, shit up there and have you know. Yeah, as it for real, down. I mean, yeah. for real. And I didn't want to do that. Yeah, and I said, and I don't want you to drag my body all around, all over the snow and the ice. <laughs> Those were your two requests. Those are my two requests. So <laughs> they assured me that no, we'd be doing the plane crash in a hangar. Uh huh. You know, on a simulated dummy, dummy airplane. Yeah, and that I would do a full body cast, and they'd be dragging, uh, you know, a dummy, a, a dummy of me around. <laughs> So that worked out good, but but as it turned out, the airplane crash yeah. was hairy. I mean, you know, we were about even in the hangar. Oh, we were about two two or three hundred feet up in the air. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, and uh, with my dog as my co-pilot, yeah, of course, the good dog, yeah. And the director wanted to do it in one take, so we all had to hit our marks. I fortunately was just in a seat, so I could strap right. myself in yeah, really yeah. well. And I was fully padded with body armor and everything, and I told uh, Kate and Idris, and I said, "You guys better, uh, you know, pad up because I said this is going to be pretty crazy." Yeah, and it was. I mean, it, when the tail, you mean when it comes out on uh, when, when they, the plane when, comes apart? Yeah, when, yeah. It, when it starts to bang around and stuff, they really shook the hell out of us. And, oh man! And uh, Idris and and Kate had to run up and down the airplane. Yeah, the, the camera was on a. Uh, a line that went right down the whole length of the airplane uh-huh. <clears throat> so that the camera would go past me, turn around, see me, then go back all the way to them. So we had to not only say the lines and deal with all that, but we had to watch out for this, <laughs> this, this flying camera. <laughs> camera that was coming by. And then the dog had to hit his marks. <laughs> and below me, it the, the aircraft was just open. Uh-huh. So it was like a hundred foot death drop if, oh my God. if we but, fell out yeah. i was okay because i was strapped in but the dog wasn't because he had to go back and forth so i had to kind of have a hold on him you know it was it was interesting <laughs> and we did about 25 takes but so we finally got it. It. you didn't get it in the one take oh no <laughs> no no and no the dog the, everybody got everyone was okay everybody was okay i think idris banged himself up a bit but everyone else was okay it's sort of an interesting movie because you know it's one of those movies where it's clearly a plane crash, but no, you know they don't even eat the dog, so you know it becomes <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. It becomes a, or a, each other, right? It's sort yeah. of like well, what's going to happen then, mm-hmm. and then in about a half hour, and you're like, oh, it's a romance. Yeah. It's a romantic movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, like, you've been acting for your entire life. Absolutely. Well, since I was six, I did my first job. I mean, when you look at your filmography, it's sort of like, oh my God, there's like a hundred movies here. There's a hundred uh, movie movies, about a hundred TV movies and TV shows. Yeah, I never counted them, but there, I'm, I'm sure crazy. there's a lot of them. My first job was um, in a movie. Well, no, actually, I, I guess it was earlier. You were right my whole life because I think John Garfield carried me through a movie, I can't remember the name of it. But oh, really? Yeah, he was a buddy of my dad's, and he carried me through. John Garfield. Scene, and then... Uh, Postman Always Rings Twice. Yeah. Yeah. The one I was in was, was one of his classics, and I can't think of the name of it. But then the one where I had a, my first line yeah. was The Red Pony with uh, Robert Mitchum. 
Oh, really? Yeah, this the uh, the what who's the famous author John uh, the, uh, who, Steinbeck? Oh, Steinbeck! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Red Pony. And I can still remember my line. I had I had only one line as I was a, a buddy of of the. It was a coming of age story. A buddy of the kid. Uh huh. And he was brushing a horse, and I said, "You're going to brush the hide right off him." <laughs> That's a, that was the first line you uttered on that screen. Was, that was it. But like your dad, Lloyd Bridges, is another guy. You look at his filmography, mm-hmm. and that's 100 movies. So you grew mm-hmm. up in this town, right? You, I mean, you, you were born and raised in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Beverly Hills? No, I went to Venice High School. Oh, yeah? You guys are all from Venice? Near the corner of uh, Sawtelle and Nashville. Uh-huh. And as you, like, to, like, when I think about old Hollywood, which you grew up in, Mm-hmm. It seemed like, and your dad was in the business. He was a uh, was he a, a studio guy? Did was he? Did he have a? Yeah, deal? he got his first uh, first job at Columbia. He kind of starved in New York for a while in the theater. Uh-huh. My mom sold hats and gloves and uh-huh. kept him alive. And then he came out to uh, to California to, to get a uh, he got a contract with Columbia. So he was on the, on a lot. He was working. Mm-hmm. He was a, just a, a go to actor guy, right? And you grew up in that, so it was my, it's my it's my belief that it was a smaller town then, right? Mm-hmm. And that like I have to assume that you know your you your dad's friends were all these you know guys that we're all familiar with from movies and television and not really no not, no there were a few people like that, uh-huh. um, but he really befriended you know people from all walks of life. We lived in a small. Uh, community where you know every four or five houses look the same what do you call that uh, like a uh, development develop yeah, yeah. And, and right across the street it was a new development and right across the street from our house was bean fields as far as you could see this is right in the you know where Sawtella National yeah yeah, yeah this yeah. is in the 40s right and so it was a real community feel lots of kids uh-huh. and so his best friends were really neighbors oh and yeah they, and they came from all walks of life but there was the occasional, you know, actor person that was around. And, yeah. yeah, occasional. He didn't have any good friends that were actors. Oh yeah, or? sure he did. Yeah, yeah. Larry Parks and Betty Garrett were good buddies, uh-huh. and uh, and then the guy that directed that that show, uh, The Red Pony. Yeah, Lewis Milestone. I called him Millie. Yeah, he's an iconic director. You know, won a, I think Academy Award or two. Uh huh. And he was around a lot. He was around because what happened was. My dad and a couple of his buddies bought a prefab shack, and my dad bought a like an acre of land near the uh, the Ventura County line uh-huh. on the beach in the sand dunes. And yeah. they threw this shack over the cliff. There was no access road down yeah. to it. And they put it up amidst the sand dunes. It had no electricity, no water, anything. You know? Yeah. And we used to have one of those phones that goes like this to get across to the highway to the post office a crank phone and there was only one other house and lewis milestone lived in that house and that's how i got that part <laughs> right down the beach from the shack yeah exactly that was the only other house in the in the area so now when when you start acting at that age i mean how do you know how to and your brother's doing it too how soon after you started did he start well jeff is eight years younger than me oh he's eight years how many there's people between you well, we had uh, a brother, Gary, who died at two years old, oh, crib death. That's awful. It was tough. It was tough for our family. And then Jeff came along, and I 
active when I was young, like we've been talking yeah. about. And, uh, and then I got really interested in athletics uh-huh. uh, and played all through school and college and stuff. And then when I got out of college, right around toward the end but of college. But you're still doing bit parts, right? It seems like you're still doing TV stuff. Well, that's when I started, when I got toward the end of college, I started to do the guest shots on, on TV things. But like know? My Three Sons, you were in college? Yeah, oh yeah, Mr. Novak and see Wagon Hunt. Train see Hunt with your and dad. all that. Did Sea Hunt, <laughs> so did my brother. Yeah, we all the family did that. We have a sister too, Cindy, she acted. Really? Yeah. And then uh, uh, then I got heavy into acting probably you know, in my early 20s. And, and then my brother... Uh, his first job, I think he was like 17 or 18, and I'm trying to think of the Last name Picture of it. Show? No. No, it was before well, that? No, he did one before that, but yeah, that, that's the one. Uh, the Last Picture Show, he was about 18, uh-huh. and he got nominated for an Academy Award for that. <laughs> How did you handle I, that? Well, I was, I, I was disappointed because <laughs> my brother, uh, my dad traveled a lot. He's a great dad to us, but yeah. because he was away a lot, I took over a lot of the stuff that sure. a, a father would do with my he was out brother. on movies teach him how to throw a ball yeah. how to do all the stuff so uh one of the things that i was impressed with with my little brother was his musicianship i mean uh-huh. he took my dano uh, dano electric guitar yeah that i bought uh and i learned how to play eab7 sure pretty quick all you to need. play all the old rock yeah, and roll yeah, tunes yeah, right, and right. stuff but then i got into sports and i put my guitar down and yeah my little brother picked it up yeah and I'm listening to him, and by the time he's 16 or 17, he's a pretty decent guitar player. You know, and I yeah. said, "Wow!" You know, he's starting to write things. Uh-huh. And I thought he was going to become a rock and roll star. That was my dream for him. <laughs> so he goes and gets a Academy Award nomination <laughs> on his first acting. acting job, and that was the end of his the, music stuff for a while. Uh huh. And uh, that was disappointing to me. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, yeah, that was the letdown that he almost won the Academy Award and he had to give up his, his <laughs> almost rock and roll career. That's it. But he was, did you ever continue playing or not? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, we all play music. We jam all the time. You do? To yeah, in fact, day. we had a big jam recently. Uh, my niece, Jeff's daughter, Jessie, who's yeah. a great performer, great musician, uh-huh. she uh, got married up on his ranch in Montana. And the night before the wedding, we had a jam and a lot of mu- musicians in the family and friends of his and that started off my niece sang the first song uh-huh. and it's one of those guitar passing things you know sure, yeah so she says who wants to take it now you know and she looked at me because she knew i'd do it for yeah. her yeah just to get it going uh-huh. so i took it and uh, i sang the first song after her and then I handed the guitar to Jackson Brown, <laughs> who I've known for years. Yeah. And Jackson said, wait a second, he's a real one. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he got in there and sang, uh-huh. and uh, it was fun. But we loved to play music. And of course, in the Baker Boys, we played music. Together. Down the piano? Yeah. Are you a piano player as well? Not like, my my brother's a pretty good piano player. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he can still play all those Dave Grusin tunes you uh-huh. know, that he was playing in that movie. Oh, you can? Yeah. I had to kill myself to learn my stuff. Uh-huh. But I can still chord with my left, play melody with my right. I'm okay for sing-alongs and Christmas time sure, and stuff sure. like that. <laughs> right. So, like, I guess my question then, like, you know, when you're acting at that young of age, how do you know how to act? Does anyone, does, does your dad tell you? Do you learn? Do oh, you... yeah. No, no, my dad was my teacher. Oh, yeah? And a great teacher. 
He gave me all my tools. And uh, like, what do you still remember? You use them to this day? Oh yeah. I mean, I can still hear him. You know, it's say you know, make it true. You know, even if it's just your own truth. You know, be simple. Uh huh. Don't push. And he was. It was basically the Stanislavski method of acting. And he only gave me one book on the craft of acting, which was called "Acting: The First Six Lessons." Yeah. By Richard Boleslavsky, who was a student of Stanislavski. Right. He was the first guy uh, to bring the method, to the, the Stanislavski States? method, to the states. And it, he, the book was written in 1939. And then was that like the group theater stuff? Or no? yeah, 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 all yeah. those guys were yeah. from that. Uh, and. Uh, so I love that book. I gave it to all my children. I have five kids. Yeah. Did you give it to your brother too? Oh, yeah. I'm sure yeah. he did. Yeah. And and then uh, my daughter and I, yeah. about five years ago, we wrote a play uh-huh. based on the novel because it's not only a how-to about the craft of acting, but yeah. it's a relationship between the teacher and his student who he calls the creature, this young girl that comes to him. And learns these six, and that's the, six lessons of acting. That's the text. It's sort of like Plato's dialogue. Yeah, know? and yeah. it's 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 published by Sam French. So uh-huh. anyone that wants to see it can just go go uh-huh. get it online. But it it's always interested me that you know that relationship between a teacher and his students. Uh-huh. It's a beautiful one, you know, mentorship and yeah, all that. Yeah, sure. And uh, so it explores all that because this this girl. She comes for the first lesson and she thinks she's God's gift to acting and the teacher reams her a new one and mm-hmm. she leaves crying and then she comes back all through her career. She becomes a famous actress and she comes back for another lesson each time. It's pretty cool. It's and, you, and you did the play with your daughter? Yeah, we performed it here in L.A. We just actually... How'd it go over? Great. Yeah. We performed it again recently in uh, Minneapolis too. And how'd that go over there? Good? Great. Oh, Yeah. So what are some of the lessons outside of what your dad told you? Stay present, um, be real, be true, even if it's just yeah, to yourself. Slow down. Uh, memory of emotion. Yeah. Observation. Uh-huh. Uh, observation, applied observation, like, you know, study people or... Yeah, but just make sure that you, you know, acting, uh, there's, a, there's a line in there. Is acting is the life of the human soul huh. receiving its birth through art. Wow. So, huh. yeah. So yeah. acting is basically uh, kind of reporting on, you know, wh- how we live yeah. know, on yeah. our lives. Yeah. So these sure. these acting lessons are life lessons as yeah. well. Yeah. And then there's one on rhythm. Yeah. So it's about, you know, making sure that you observe and take in the different rhythms of your life experience and what it's like to be in the city, what it feels like to be out in nature and how, uh-huh. how those, those different things, you know, res- yeah. resonate yeah. differently for you and yeah. how they're, how they're both necessary and, and all this and observation and memory of emotion. So you can put yourself into those places when necessary. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Cause so a lot of times you're on a set <laughs> you're not out in nature. You're not, you got right, exactly. a lot of pretending needs to happen. Yes. Yeah. But pretending in a, in a way, you act. I think we act in our lives too. You know. Of course. Be, be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, you can't walk around just being real all the time. Yeah. Some of us act more than others. But <laughs> we won't talk about that. Yeah. Well, you know, you got you got to do what you can to keep your shit together, Bo. That's right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, like, but you, it seems like in your career that, you know, I guess it becomes a question of. Um, because you did a lot of, like, in the 60s, you were doing, like, the L.A. must have been nuts in the 60s. Like, I just picture, like, you talk about knowing Jackson Brown. I imagine, like, during that period in the late 60s to be 
part of this community, the show business community, must have been a blast. Oh, it was it was really fun, and and I I kind of hit pretty early in my career. What do you consider? What was your first hit? Well, you were working a lot. Yeah, but like the uh, landlord. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, not having a, a calendar of my work in front of me, I'm not sure exactly what the different uh, yeah. years were, but. Uh, yeah, the the landlord, and uh, around that time, I did uh, the other side of the mountain, which was kind of a surprise hit. For oh, really? Universal, yeah, yeah, and and, um, and then I had uh, then then I had one called Gaily Gaily that came out that that crapped out, and it was a, probably the most expensive movie of that time. <laughs> I was getting all the all the big big stories were coming my direction when I was like in my early 20s. I was quite fortunate. And, and that was a Norman Jewison movie? Yeah. And Hal Ashby directed The, the Landlord. Landlord. That, that was his first one. And so those those guys, or well, Hal anyways, went on to sort of define that period of filmmaking. Oh, yeah, he, was, he was something else. Last detail. What was he like? I mean, how, was he a hands-on guy? He was a wonderful man. He, yeah? Yeah. What I, made him a great director? Well, you know, for Hal, uh, he loved making films so much, and so his films were like major parties. Yeah. Know? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like The Landlord opens up with his own wedding. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. With, I was his. With, be, I was his best man in real life. Yeah. In the he movie, tells the preacher to hit hit his marks. Yeah, it had nothing to do with the movie, really. Uh huh. But all his work is so personal. Uh huh. Jeff uh, did his last one, so we book it and book ended his what was career. His last movie? Eight million ways to die. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, yeah. And uh, but anyway, so I was very fortunate there, and then uh, then I kind of nosedived. You know, I mean, our business is such a uh, up and down but roller coaster ride for most of it. I've always worked. Right, but you did sort of like, you worked with it. It seems like these are movies that I didn't see, but when I'm looking through it, like uh, Hammersmith is out. Oh, that was wild. I don't know if you ever saw that one. I didn't see it, but it's like, it's Burton and Taylor. Oh, yeah. And Peter Ustinoff is directing. Oh, oh it's crazy. And those two must have been like huge at that point. Oh, yeah, they were. And and I was attracted to kind of weird, crazy films yeah. know, that I would pick. Some of my friends or my parents would say, why Why are you going to do that? But I always liked yeah. kind of strange ones. But then... Um, what, what was that like? What was that movie about? Oh, that movie was a road picture with the three of us. Yeah. Me, Elizabeth, and Richard. What? what was, that must have been nuts. Yeah. And it was kind of like, uh, you know, uh, I was a... Uh, a guy working in a uh, in an insane asylum, you know, kind of cleaning up around the place. Uh huh. And Richard was one of the inmates, and he breaks out, and he, you know, it was sort of a Faustus uh-huh. tale. Oh, okay. And it seems like how does movie making change? Like, because I was also looking at the. I remember the movie Two Minute Warning. I kind of remember it because a lot of this stuff happened when I was a child. Uh, but like Charlton Heston, like you know, I've done some acting myself, so I know that once you're on set, you're just at work. Yeah. But these are huge, you know, mythic guys in the business. Yeah. I mean, Cassavetes is in that movie too. Well, the guy that directed that is a good buddy of mine, by the way, uh, Larry Pierce. Uh -huh. I probably work with him more than any other director. How has it changed? He's the, great. The, He's very involved. Yeah. In how. You know, in the characters. Oh yeah. Stuff. Oh yeah. And what did you play? You didn't play a bad guy in that one, did you? No, I played a guy who, when the shooting breaks out in the in the football yeah. arena in the Coliseum, I'm uh, getting a hot dog or something, and then I try to make my way back into the stadium to get to my family. Oh, okay. When the shooting starts, right? And they had like a a casting call for about a thousand extras that came there like 
two o'clock in the morning. Uh huh. And they and just they were move just them around the people. Yeah. And, yeah. And so when we get to that scene, I asked my old friend Larry. I said, Larry, how are you going to do this scene when I have to go through and all those people are pouring out? I said, somebody's going to get hurt and it could be me. I said, what are you going to do? Yeah. How are you going to do that? He said, don't worry. He says, I, I got a guy that's going to run interference uh, for you and he's yeah. one of the baddest dudes oh, yeah. in the business, a stuntman. I said, okay. So the guy comes around the corner and he it's an old friend of mine that I was in the Coast Guard with. We were in the, we, we were in boot camp together. Uh-huh. You knew the, Ronnie Stein. Uh-huh. And he's like, you know, built like a, a brick shit house. Yeah. Great yeah. guy. Yeah. I still am in touch with him. And yeah, he just knocked people down, you know. As we <laughs> went through these people, it was pretty scary. Did anyone get hurt? No, oh, not bad, good. not bad. And what was it like working with Charlton Heston? Like, I didn't have any scenes with him. You didn't? But... Charlton Heston, I'll tell you a, a great story on Charlton Heston. Okay. Because I knew him. You did? Uh, yeah, just from, we played in charity tennis tournaments uh-huh. together. Uh-huh. And my parents knew him and stuff. And uh, I used to debate him in magazines and stuff on the gun oh, yeah, control sure. issue yeah, yeah. all the time. Because yeah. he was the- Big gun guy. NRA. From my dead hands. President and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. And, and just a wonderful guy. And, uh, but we would debate each other. And so, uh, and I'll come back around to him in a second. Yeah. So in the last stages of the Vietnam War, there was a big protest happening where people were going to Washington, D.C. Yeah. And there were buses leaving from all the major cities. Uh-huh. This is in like about 68. Oh, yeah. Okay, early. early. So I decided to uh, call all the talk show hosts, uh, the guys that I, you know, Johnny and uh-huh. all the different ones that I'd been on and say, guys, can I come on your show? And I said, I don't want to make a big political statement, uh, you know, but I would like to just give the addresses in the major cities where these buses are leaving from. So if anyone wants to join the protest, yeah. and it ended up being like millions of people going to Washington, yeah. D.C. And to my surprise, they all said, yeah, come on, you know, and it was all last minute. Uh-huh. So uh, there was a guy uh, named uh, Irv Kupsonet out of Chicago that had a talk show. And it was very relaxed, and I did this last minute yeah. with all these guys, and so I didn't know who was going to be on. Or, with Johnny or what. too, huh? Carson you did Carson. I too? think I did Carson. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure, but I think I did. I uh-huh. did a lot of them. And so you went to Chicago as well to do this. Show? No, no, Irv Cupson had happened to be in L.A. Oh, okay, okay, shooting here, but he was out of Chicago. Okay, but he was got doing it. that. So I go there. And my heart kind of sinks because I see the other two guys that are in there are Charlton. Who is a very conservative guy, yeah. and and the other guy was Jack Warner, <laughs> another another guy, <laughs> the one who used to wear the uniform around the lot. Oh yeah, yeah. So these guys are there. Yeah, and I'm thinking, oh man, this is going to be interesting. So they talked first, and they were talking about old Hollywood and how the Warner Brothers got their thing going. Uh-huh. It was fascinating. I was kind of listening to it, you know, uh-huh. the popcorn yeah. business and all the stuff they ran to. <laughs> then it comes time for me, and the yeah. guy had told me, he says, I'm going to put you on at the very end. Uh-huh. I said, fine, I'll make it so short and sweet, believe me. So I, 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 and I was sitting out there with Charlton and Jack when they were doing their thing, so that uh-huh. I'd met them, you know, and I, knew but you Char- knew Charlton, I knew Charlton, right. but I, and I had actually met Jack Warner because I'd worked with him on different things. Yeah. So I do my thing. Yeah. And I'm making my little announcements, and I had made my own little signs with the addresses on that I was uh-huh. holding up, and 
and I hear this low guttural sound coming out from the side. <laughs> you know, and I turn around, and it's Jack Warner, and he's about to have a stroke. I mean, his face is all red, his veins are popping out. He's pissed. Uh huh. Just because you're announcing. Oh, that I'm March. doing this. Yeah. And he's, he says, when I could finally understand him, I stopped and looked at him, and he says, When I first met you, he says, I thought you were a nice young man. But now that I think of it, the name Bridges has an all too familiar ring. Now my dad was, you know, uh, he was uh, called up in front of the in uh, witch hunt. You know, oh yeah, House on American Activities, Activities yeah. Committee. Yeah, and he was exonerated finally. But, the, but he was blacklisted for a he bit. He was blacklisted for a while. Yeah. So he said that to me, and my sweat popped out of my. Oh my god! And I said, "What the?" And then, did you know at the time that's what he was referring to? Oh yeah, I oh, yeah, me- yeah. immediately when he said that. Yeah, and I didn't want to get into all that with him, and but I, I, I you know, what am I going to do? And yeah. then before I, I had to do anything, I, Charlton speaks up, and he says, "Jack, Jack," he says, "This is America." He says, "Bo has every right to free speech and to peaceful protest." So let's let's listen to what he has to say. I thought, whoa, that was amazing. And I've never forgot that, you know. So it was beautiful. And I think I had a, a chance later on to uh, to express that to him, to pr- my appreciation for him standing up for me there. Uh, Isn't that something? That was cool, yeah. Especially what we're going through now. Oh, you know, like oh yeah. The, the, the right to protest. Uh, oh, and, peaceful protest. It's an American tradition, you know. So at that time, you were uh, you know, actively against the war. And, and, mm-hmm. and doing everything you can. And I'm, uh, as a veteran, too. Yeah, in the Coast Guard. Yeah. That time must have been pretty crazy. I mean, you saw the whole shift. That's what's interesting about your career, obviously, and, and your brother as well, and I, even your dad's, is that the entire movie business changed in the late 60s, mm-hmm. right? Like Because none of the old guys knew what to do anymore. Yeah, and when I, I went up for a movie that John Houston directed. Oh, yeah? Um, I'm trying to think of it. It was a boxing movie. Oh, uh the one that, that Jeff my brother did yeah Fat City Fat City and yeah. I went up for that to meet John Houston yeah and he said geez uh, and he had several meetings with him he says guy you're you're so great you know I, I really love you in this role he says but you're just probably you know five or six years too, too old, old for it <laughs> oh, so man. I said well guess what <laughs> I said meet my little brother <laughs> and Jeff came in and got that role now now you go speed ahead maybe uh, 15 years later, my career is kind of tanking a little bit. Uh-huh. And Jeff gets the script for Fabulous Baker Boys. And they wanted some big timers, guys that were really popular at that time, big stars to play yeah. his brother. And he told young Steve Clovis, who wrote it at the age of 23, and he was 26 when he was directing it, first time yeah. director. And Jeff said, no, I'd like my brother to play my brother, you know. <laughs> so I went in... He, and I said, Jeff, I, you know, don't blow this over me. Right. And he says, no, no, this will be good. He says, you just go have lunch with Steve. And uh, and so I, I went in and I took a little Polaroid picture that I had taken of my brother when he was 16 uh-huh. and me on the back of a, a flatbed truck. Yeah. And we, I used to do a lot of what they call street theater in those days. We'd just go and set up and do scenes and poetry. When and was stuff. that, in the 60s? Yeah. And I used to take my little brother along with me on a lot of these things. Yeah. And what we usually do is we'd go in, and then we'd 
stage a fight. We'd fight each other to draw yeah. a crowd. Yeah. And then when the crowd came around, we'd jump up on the truck and do, you know, scenes from Come Blow Your Horn. Or oh, something. really? Yeah. Just acting scenes? Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, I showed that picture to Steve, and I think that's what... That's what did it? Did it. That's what yeah. sealed the deal? Yeah. When you say your your career was tanking or that it kind of took a nosedive, like how long was that for in your mind? I mean, like in what was Well, those... I was never really out of work. Yeah, right. That's what it But like I like said it. to you, I, I got such a fast, big start. Sure. And it didn't last real long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, I've always, you know, it's it's been up and down, but I've always worked. And I remember my dad, toward the end of his life, in his career, he was like saying, uh, geez, you know, there's so many things I wanted to do, and my, my, my career, you know, is not what I'd hoped to be. And I said, Dad, come on, man, you're an iconic actor. I said, you've, you've been in, you know, yeah. probably one of the greatest Westerns ever made, High yeah. Noon, you, you had a, a huge television series. I said, what do, you, what do you want, man? I said, come on. Yeah. So maybe, you know, maybe that's the way it is. People, you know, you always want a little bit more. I, I don't, though. I feel blessed. I, I feel so happy to be working in this business I love and to make a living at it. Well, it seems like even when, you know, you did some, some like, maybe not high-quality movies, that then, you know, an, then then you do Norma Ray, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I don't, like, I was looking at some of these credits. Like, there are certain ones that, that are sort of kind of, uh, kind of mind-blowing, where was oh you worked with Richard Pryor? Yeah, oh yeah. On Grease Lightning. Yeah, what a great guy he was. I remember that movie. That what was that? That was about like stock car drivers or mm -hmm. or, or two story stunt, stunt drivers. True story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you? How was that? How was working with uh, with him? Oh, great. Yeah. Wonderful guy. Real quiet, soft, uh -huh. soft spoken, which really surprised me. You know? And and at that time, uh, that was let's see, what, what year was that? So he was a huge comic then, right? Yeah. yeah. But he could do serious acting very well. Oh, very well. Yeah, I, I thought that was a good movie. Pam Greer. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I think it was a good movie. Oh, Honky Tonk Freeway. That's <laughs> that's what I wanted to ask you. So that, well, well, I didn't think that was a very good. movie. No, no, of course not. But, but a lot of big time actors and well, John, but, John Schlesinger. That's right. Yeah. Schlesinger directed it. Great guy. You know, really fun. British guy, right? Yeah. Did some great movies. Did Marathon Man. Did uh, yeah. Took us all to the Magic Castle for our. Our, uh, the rap for a seance oh, for a thing seance. for our rap party. <laughs> <laughs> but like that was, I guess, based on it's a mad, 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 mad world or something, or just like one of those huge casted comedy kind yeah, of things. Yeah, something like that. A bunch of people stuck on a freeway. Yeah, but when you take a movie like that, are you thinking like, well, yeah, I'm just going to take the job? Or are you looking at the director? What do you do? Um, and yeah, I thought it, it has a chance to be kind of an interesting story. I mean, t for me, the story is, is the most important element. Uh huh. But then it depends on kind of where you are in your career. I can't remember exactly where I was there. Maybe I needed a paycheck. I don't know. <laughs> but that yeah. plays into it, right? Yeah. Uh, but I'm sort of like it's sort of amazing when I start looking through the credits, like some of these directors, like uh, Stanley Kramer, you worked yeah, with another great one on that. On uh, I don't even know what movie that was. Do you? Yeah, that, yeah, that was with Dick Van Dyke. Oh, really? Yeah, it was. What was it called? Was uh, it the Runner Stumbles? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and Dick Van Dyke's another funny guy could do great serious yeah, acting. Yeah, I thought he was very good in that. Yeah, that movie didn't do business, but I thought it was decent. But like somebody like Stanley Kramer, who's a big, you know, old style actor uh, director. Yeah, you know he he told me Stanley, uh, my, I was the the first character on screen in that movie. Yeah. 
and he said, you know, it's important to me that it's silent. You're you're a young lawyer. You're on your way to see your client who's uh-huh. in jail, Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. And you're walking through this small town. And he yeah. says, and I'm going to run the credits over it. And I want it to be important, but there's no dialogue. So I right. want you to conceive of something interesting, you know, to yeah. do. So I had this idea of stepping in dog shit in front of these kids that are in this small town. And they see me. And yeah. I try to scrape it off the side of the curb. Yeah. He's, oh, yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> so we get in there. It's about 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. The sun is coming up. Yeah. And he asked, has to have the crew guys go out and try to find dog shit at 5 o'clock in the morning. They <laughs> yeah. were not happy with, it, with me for the idea. <laughs> and in the end, they couldn't find any because yeah. it was too cold, I guess, the dogs. They weren't, they weren't shitting? No, they weren't yeah. shitting out where anyone yeah. could see it. So they had to get like Mars bars and you know sure yeah and melt them and put put them down yeah which is a you know better way yeah and for them I, and then I think it, I think that part was cut out of the movie too, I didn't make the cut fortunately yeah. oh come on maybe not maybe I had to go back and look at it and I can't like I remember it's just you're just one of those ever present you know guys in TV and in and in and in film you're just you're you're always working but there was never a point where you're like oh it's over. You're like, you're like, oh, God, I'm never going to work again. No. Nah. No, I always, well, you know, I'd worry about, you know, where I was where I was going and stuff. But um, no, and I've always been fortunate to have a good story come along that I can get in touch with. And another wonderful experience for me was, uh, without warning, doing the, the James Brady story, you know, the press secretary. Oh, that's right. That was a TV movie? It was a great one. I, I really enjoyed doing it. Because you got to spend time with him? Yes. And become lifelong friends. And he and Sarah are both gone now, but they, their family, the whole family, was really uh, important to me. It's so like when you do something like that, you know. And he was, he was, was he? He was the press secretary, right? Yeah. And but but when I met him, he was already in a wheelchair. Sure, sure. Know, he'd been shot. Yeah. And uh, when what are the challenges of you know playing a real person, <laughs> especially someone who's still alive? Well, it's a hand up because you got the person sitting there, so sure. you can see them and yeah, so you can get kind a of sense of who they mimic are. Mimic him, get the vibe. Get well, the I had feeling. his family read the whole script for me, you know, including Jim and his wife. So you 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 stayed friends throughout his life, and you played Nixon too, didn't you? Yeah, that was interesting because, uh, you know, he's like not one of my favorite presidents well, in my I, lifetime. I would imagine in the '60s it would be yeah, yeah, and yeah. and. Uh, I remember I was doing uh, research on him, and my parents and and my wife and I were down in San Diego, yeah, uh, for some other event or something. And we were all in the same car, and we're heading back up north. And I said, Guy, "Do you guys mind if I drop off at the Nixon Library yeah. because I want to get some research material?" And you know, they have life-size things of all the, you know, the big honchos from the different countries you know the, yeah. at that time and I sure. went to see those and everything and uh, the arc of his life yeah and I yeah. said I said it's not going to take me long so you guys don't even have to come in and my dad says no no I'd like to come in I said well if you do come in I said I don't want you to say a word to people in there your dad about I said this to my dad about why I'm there and then of course the minute we get in there oh my son is playing Richard Nixon you know <laughs> 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 so then you, you got the special tour, yeah. probably. And my my concept on playing Nixon 
It was called Kissinger and Nixon. It was a, a small piece of time during the Vietnam War you know, uh-huh. between those two guys. Yeah, Ron um, Silver. Well, yeah, Ron Silver played played uh, Kissinger. Uh huh. But when I did it, my decision was to look as much like Nixon as I possibly could because uh-huh. I'd seen the other guys that had played Nixon, sure. and none of them went for that. Right. They were full so, makeup and yeah. So know. it was almost like Kabuki. You know, I mean, all I had was my eyes. Oh, you did the nose and, and everything? And Ron was yeah. the same way with uh, Kissinger. Full makeup. Oh, yeah. I mean, Prosthetics. I had everything. It would take me two or three hours. I'd fall asleep in a chair you know, uh-huh. and wake up like Richard Nixon. They did. I thought they did a great job. But unfortunately, my first scene was Nixon dives into a swimming pool <laughs> with all that makeup on. I was so afraid it was just going to hang off my face like a horror movie. But, <laughs> scary but Nixon, right? Yeah. Like horror, well, he was scary, but yeah. in another way, yeah. Yeah, but it it didn't. It it hung in there. Do you feel good about the performance, all in all? Yeah, I like that movie. That's another director that I worked a few times with. That it was a really great director, Dan Petrie. There's not a big difference in in terms of how you approach a TV movie as in in term and a regular movie, right? No, not really. No, no, no. I mean, maybe a little bit. Because you realize on a big screen, you know, the subtleties uh, right. come through a little better. Sure. Stage is a lot different, I would say. How much stage work did you do? Did I've you done do quite a, a bit, yeah. yeah. Recently, I went back to Broadway and did uh, How to Succeed. That, oh, yeah? That was quite a jump, doing dancing and singing. And Was it great? I had to train my ass off. Oh, yeah, it was great. I did it with um, Nick Jonas one time and... Uh, and uh, Darren Chris. I thought you were great, too, in The, uh, the Descendants. I love that one. Yeah, with George. What a wonderful man he is. Is he? Oh, yeah. He, he really seems like is. it. I, oh, I, God, I, I, I want guy. him to be a, a wonderful oh, man. Oh, he is. I mean, I couldn't say, I've never heard anybody really say a bad word about him, which is not surprising. I've worked with him twice now. Yeah. And he's uh, he's just great. Yeah, he seems like, he's one of those guys where, and I imagine you, you've seen some of them growing up where, like, he's a real movie star. That guy. Well, yeah, but that's but, not but, but the effect a, you get. Right, but he's a, he seems like a, a decent... Yeah, and he's one of those... He, he's so uh, friendly and down-to-earth that, you know, you work with him for a couple of days and he's like a good bud. You know? Right, too. That like seems like guy. it. Yeah, he's, it just, he's real nice. And he's, he's, he's always looking out for who he's working with. And, oh, know, yeah? He's great. So now, what's your relationship with your brother like now? Is this good? Oh yeah, I mean he's my best friend, you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's I. Love, I love him. I yeah. love hearing that. Yeah. It's, it's it's so nice, and you're happy for each other's success, and yeah, and I, I don't torture him anymore like I used to what when, when used he was little. <laughs> <laughs> All I had to do was was uh, yeah, I'd point my finger at him yeah, just like this, and kind of wiggle it yeah at his face and yeah. he'd go ape shit he'd just go crazy and cry and everything else and then when when my parents told me to stop it yeah uh, when they realized what i was doing then i'd move my hand down underneath the table yeah and I, like i'm doing it to you now yeah i'm wiggling my finger but you, uh, but i'm looking at you but you can see tell him by the way i'm looking with my eyes yeah. at you that yeah. i'm doing it right? yeah yeah and and he'd go because <laughs> it was threatening to him or you thought you were going to hit him or it was just no creepy? i don't I, it was just annoying. creepy i guess annoying <laughs> and then he but he paid me back he, he when did. he was about 18 he jumped on top of me and 
uh-huh. tickled me until I peed in my pants, and that was the, oh, that was it. Yeah, then I had to stop uh, all my torturing. And you, you all, you both have kids, right? Older yeah. kids now, mm-hmm. and, and you, do you. I have five. He has three. Their cousins love each other. They all hang out. It's sweet. And what's your? Is yeah. your sister still around? Oh yeah, yeah. She has uh, boys, and uh, all the cousins really hang with each other and have a great time. That's it's a, it's a beautiful thing. I like uh, I like that you guys are friends. I I'm gonna talk to him. You know. Oh, when are you talking to him? I think I'm gonna talk to him next week or something. Oh, good. Well, do you know what you should do? What <laughs> is don't say anything about it. But when he sits down at the chair, just go like this. Wiggle me. the finger at him like that. Yeah, just yeah, just like this, <laughs> and, and and don't pull it down until. He understands what you're doing. I wonder if he will. Or if oh, oh are you kidding? He'll know exactly what, what you're doing. <laughs> are you guys, you think you're ever going to do another movie together? Oh, we'd like to. Yeah. How does this happen? <laughs> Let me ask you a question about, like, because mm-hmm. I just, I mean, I did look at, I had to look at the, the whole filmography. How, it says that you were in Jerry Maguire uncredited. That was stupid. That what does that mean? Well, How does it was that dumb. It was dumb. I wanted to, uh, I wanted to work with Tom Cruise, yeah, because he was young and hot, and yeah. I just wanted to see what he brought to the table. Uh-huh. And there wasn't much money involved, uh, and then they got into a big dispute about how they were going to bill me. Uh huh. And I thought, you know, this is not why I'm in this movie. I, yeah. I don't care really. So I just told my agent. I said, just tell him not to not to bill me. I don't care, you know. Uh huh. And and now it's a movie because I had such a, a small part, right? But it was a very pivotal part of that movie. So I have people coming up, you know, saying, uh, my you? word is stronger than oak and all the, yeah. whatever the shit I said yeah. in the movie. Yeah. And, and, the, and then loads of people say, why didn't you take you? credit? You know, and I feel like such a jerk. I, I should have. <laughs> you just And what was it? What did you find when you worked with Tom Cruise? What was your curiosity? Was your curiosity, how did that pan out? Oh, he, oh, he was he was excellent. I I, I thought he his uh, work ethic was very strong. Yeah, very impressive. Charismatic guy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Just great. And my son in that movie, uh, Jerry O'Connell. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh yeah. I was he... doing a movie up in this weird little. I mean. T- town way out in the boonies in North Ontario recently, just <laughs> yeah. about a week or two ago. Oh, really? Called North Bay, Ontario. Yeah. Doing a Hallmark Christmas movie. Yeah. And who should come up about one o'clock in the morning to our thing but Jerry O'Connell? And he says, Dad! He comes <laughs> over. And there's a lot of movies shooting in that little town. He's got a series now. I forget what it's called. Oh, that's so, yeah, a lot of stuff shoots up there. That's hilarious. And you hadn't seen him in years. No, no, it was good to see him. And there's some other interesting uh, like uh, credits here for you. There's the uh, these Japanese animation things. Yeah, that was fun. I did one or two of those with my daughter, Emily. And what, how do they how do they come to you? I don't know. Someone just called. And oh yeah. Asked if I would do it, yeah. That's I've cr- done a few animated things. Yeah, it's fun, right? It's yeah, easy. that's just, great. Just because you can lean into it, and no one's looking at you. Mm-hmm. Get the voice right. Was your mother an actress too? Yeah, she was. She um, uh, she was in college. Yeah. And then when my dad, like I said, was a struggling actor in New York, she had to go out and get the paycheck. You know, yeah. To do any job she could. Right. So that it, she and then she kind of gave up, gave it up, yeah, yeah. But, but I I put her to work in a in a movie I did a couple of movies actually, and I directed my dad too in a few movies, and she would play his wife one time. In fact, he he threw her down some stairs in a movie. 
that you directed yeah that's crazy she dies at the bottom of the stairs she had a death scene oh my god is it was that a tv movie <laughs> yeah what, what movie was that oh shit what was it called uh <laughs> secret sins of the father uh yeah, it turned out okay actually. And you cast your had my, parents, two of my sons in it, and then I had a I did a Disney movie, uh -huh. which became their Thanksgiving special for many years, called the Thanksgiving Promise. It was a uh, coming of age story that my son Jordan, who's now a very successful actor, he was in. Uh, he played uh, Frankie Rizzoli in Rizzoli and Isles. You know, it went for seven, eight years. Oh yeah, and uh, he was twelve then, and he played the lead character. My brother was in it. My entire family was in that movie. In the Thanksgiving movie. The Thanksgiving Promise, yeah. And that's a Disney movie? Yeah. And they ran it for every year? Yeah, Thanks. TV movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it became sort of a mainstay? Yeah, for them for Thanksgiving. Well, that's nice. It little, still pops up every once in a while. A little time. residual trek. Yeah, but, yeah. So how many how many of the cousins and the sibling, or the, the kid, that generation of Bridges are acting now? Well, I'll run down my kids. Yeah. Because they're all involved one way or another. My oldest, Casey, is... Uh, a documentary filmmaker. Uh huh. He also uh, runs an organization called Tools for Peace. If anyone wants to Google that, it's a great organization. Wow. They have schools, they have programs in schools teaching uh -huh. kids compassion, you know, and stuff uh -huh. like that. It's great. Oh, that's nice. But he also makes documentary films. Then my son Jordan, I told you about him. Acting. He's an actor. Uh, and then uh, my son Dylan is. Uh, a director of marketing at Universal for uh, all their social media. Mm -hmm. So he's on a roll, that dude. Oh, yeah? They're just killing it. Universal, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. With the big movies. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he's a young guy. He's like Are they doing 32. all the, the superhero movies? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they they have Fast and Furious. Oh, right. That way. That, that. Straight out of Compton. I mean, you know, they're oh, just... Yeah. One, that was a great movie. Yeah, one giant hit after another. And then my... Uh, daughter Emily, I told you about her. She's a, a playwright yeah, yeah. with me and an actress and just got her master's in uh, arts and cultural leadership, which is providing the arts to underserved communities. So she does that as well as being an actor. Oh, and and then my son Zeke, who's the youngest, is just beginning his thing as an actor. And we did recently, uh, we did a reading of Johnny Got His Gun. Do you know that that piece? I, I, Dalton Trumbo. Oh yeah, yeah, about yeah. About the young soldier with no arms and legs. And right, right. Yeah, yeah, his face yeah. Shot off. Yeah. Oh, God, my son was great in it. Yeah. And we did it as a two-hander. I was kind of the narrator. Oh wow. Mm -hmm. So it's a family business. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, it was great talking to you. It's it a real great honor to, to you, talk Mark. to you. And uh, I'll say hi to your brother for you. Wiggle the finger at him. Man. I'm gonna wiggle the finger. I'm just happy that there's no bitterness or jealousy, and that no. never happened. No, because, you know, as I say, sometimes I'll get uh, mistaken for my brother. And they'll say, hi, Jeff. I said, no, no, no. I said, I'm the pretty one. <laughs> good. <laughs> oh, good. All right. Great talking to you. All right. Good man. talking to you, Mark. Genuine guy, that Bo Bridges. Nice guy professional and still going just just doing the work so jeff bridges we all know jeff bridges we've all grown up with jeff bridges jeff bridges was always just over there in a movie through our entire lives me anyways but you know he's been at it since he was a kid last picture he's always been there 
and he's done some of the great characters that we love. Many of you Lebowski fans love the dude. I'm a big fan of Cutter's Way. And the new one, the new one, the big fire movie, uh, Only the Brave with Josh Brolin and Miles Teller opens uh, Friday, October 20th, and I saw it. And it's compelling, and it's exciting, and it's got some stellar fucking acting in it. And the fire does an amazing job as well. There's great fire in it. This is me talking to Jeff Bridges. So your brother was here. Yeah, oh, and cool. And he told me to do this. Oh yeah, I'll tell you all about that. To do the finger. Yeah, oh, very finger. good. Yeah, yeah, but you're but you're, for, you're but you're too active. His oh. was more subtle. He was just a simple like this. You yeah. Know, point. But then he'd get very subtle. Like it yeah. could be just kind of resting on a table with his, and it's an exp- <laughs> about his expression. You know, he would yeah. have an expression. <laughs> then in the dinner table, <laughs> yeah, he could have his hands on his lap. Yeah. And he would just look look at me, and I know that he was pointing at me under the table, right. and it would drive me absolutely crazy. And I go, stop it! They say, what's wrong? My parents would say, what do you think? He say, he's pointing at me under the table. <laughs> Bo, stop pointing at you. I'm not pointing at him. You know, and, he, and I would know he was, because the way he looked at me. Right. So it was just some some sort oh. of annoying. Yeah. It wasn't frightening, wasn't intimidating. It was just yeah. mind, he was yeah, mind-fucking mind you. Mind-fucking, yeah. Or he would hover. He would yeah. get very take his hand and get very close to my face but not touch me yeah know, yeah stuff like that you know? yeah and he was older how much yeah, older eight eight years so it was intimidating he was intimidating but wonderful i mean i see all the guitars you got around here yeah. so you can imagine being a young kid and out of your older brother's room pours all this chuck berry little rich he was the guy ha- oh man yeah. he, he had all that you know yeah i mean i you know i i feel um fortunate for uh you know having the beatles and dylan but yeah. bob man he grew up know, with a whole isn't oh, that, oh man what an era right yeah. he grew up with a whole other thing oh yeah eight years apart so you're like you're you know by so he grew up with buddy holly and all that and then you like come and, and you're coming to you're like when you're blossoming it's just completely different scene. Oh yeah, I turned him onto the Beatles and no, Dylan. you turned yeah. him on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he, he stuck in the old well, groove. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I do, you no know. Shit. Like you know, do you, yeah. are you stuck in the groove? I mean, do you go? What music do you I'm, like? I'm 54. I like all kinds of music, you know. But I, I'll, I, you know, like I grew up in the crashing wave of your generation, uh-huh. so that was what defined me. But yeah. When I was I mean, in high school, it was Zeppelin and you know Skinner, ZZ so, Top. So we got here a little bit early. Yeah. To the show and I was turning Gene on who's you yeah. know, younger than you and I said, do you know who the Fleetwoods are? Do you know who the Fleetwoods are? Do you I, know who I, they are? Not Fleetwood Mac, but the Fleetwoods. They, I know the name. What song? Give, that me was, the hit. Give me the hit. And yeah. I'm Mr. Blue. Yeah, yeah. You know that song? Yeah. So that was that was pouring out of Bo's room too. Those kind of songs, but um, oh, that's man. great! Oh, great, great! Do you remember the the one that that struck you the hardest? Was it Chuck Berry? Was it <sighs> Chuck? It's hard to beat Chuck Berry. Right? Man. I yeah. mean, it really is. Uh, Gene, uh, you know, represents uh, Brian Wilson. You know, on the whole this Beast is Wars. Your, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we you, were yeah. just talking about Chuck Berry and all their early influences. Were you know Chuck Berry? And, sure. 
Yeah. Uh, Chuck Berry, Little Richard, man. Oh, yeah, great. James Brown. You don't get, you know, James. I remember seeing James when I was a kid. But it's oh. funny. I listen to some of your music. It seems like it's sort of country-driven, almost a little petty-ish in places. Um, it's pretty uh, eclectic. You know, I... Uh, when you said petty, I just we just got to so say, sad. oh man, just oh. devastating. What a god! You know, uh, yeah, really great. I, I, did music. you go see him the last? I just, no, I missed him. I but, just saw um, it second to the last night. Oh and man! He, I like I said to my audience, I said, it looked like he was having a great time. Yeah, that's what I hear. That's you, what everybody you know, was saying so sad. Oh man! So like, but you you play pretty seriously. But, oh oh oh! So I was saying, you know. Um, I got this big break with um, Crazy Heart, you know, yeah. this movie. Yeah, the great movie. And uh, <laughs> it's funny, I um, I turned that down for a couple of years. You know, it was, it was kicking it, around that long? Yeah, it came to me, you know, and um, I said, well, there's, there were no music attached yeah. to it. You know? yeah. So I thought, well, there's no music. You know, the, no matter how good the script is, yeah. it's going to be, you know, no, no good. The music's not good. So I kept turning it down. And also, uh, there's a kind of another secret reason that I was turning it down, even to myself, I think, what? I realized later. And that was, you know, when things are in the dream zone, yeah. you're kind of safe, right? right. Which but means when what? He, like, like it, well, like, you know, you can't fail, you can't succeed, you can't <laughs> fail, but, you know, you're cool because it's in your mind. You right. can, you know, taste yeah, it. And, sure. But I've always wanted to make a movie about music. You know, yeah. that was great. Yeah. But to have it really come into focus... And we did when my buddy T Bone Burnett, you know, we'd go back, you know, thirty years. We you met known on, him that long? We met on Heaven's Gate, yeah. Well, he did the music uh, arranging for Heaven's Gate? No, that was David Mansfield, right. another buddy of T Bone's. Well, but what but, was T Bone uh, doing on that? T Bone <laughs> I like to tease him about this. He played my maid. <laughs> In the movie. Oh, my in God. In an apron, and he kind of sweeping up the barn and stuff. So he was a, but Christofferson, who's the star of that yeah. movie, invited all these great musicians uh -huh. uh, from T-Bone, uh, Ronnie Hawkins. Sure. You know, yeah. uh, all kinds of... Um, uh, um, Any of the band guys? Well, Steve Bruton, you know, I don't know if you know him. He was, he was uh, you, know, I, you know, Steve Bruton, an incredible guitar player, dear, dear friend of T-Bones, uh -huh. and was so instrumental in... Uh, Oh, making on... Crazy Heart. You know, the movie Crazy Heart was dedicated to him. He died right after the movie came out. He was on your record, though, wasn't he? he yeah, uh, he's on my record. He, you know, he wrote a lot of the record, you know, a lot of songs, and Crazy Heart, too. Yeah, he had Roseanne Cash on a song, yeah. and uh, Sam, uh, what's her name? Uh, Sam, Sam Phillips. Yeah. You know, T-Bone's ex Mark yeah. Rebo. Oh, yeah, Mark Rebo. He's Are you a there, fan, dude. man? Sure, oh, man. Oh, gosh, man. His, some of his solo stuff. Have you done his solo stuff? Yeah, South isn't there. it great? Yeah. Oh, all that the standards that that's one of standards that he does. Oh yeah, you yeah. Heard that? But he can travel with oh, that guitar. Man. Oh, he does whatever he wants. So anyway, yeah. you know, Bone. I run into Bone, and yeah. he says, "What do you think about this script, Crazy Heart?" And yeah. I said, "Why? Why do you ask? Well, there's no music." He mm. goes, "Oh, that's the easy part." Yeah. I said, "What do you? Are you interested?" And he says, "Well, I'll do it if you'll do it." I said, "You're kidding me." He says, "No." So there goes the dream, and now it's becoming reality. Right, and it's that. You know that fear. Uh, what the the image that comes to mind is a wide receiver going out for that perfectly thrown pass, and you just pray that your hands are yeah. going to catch that thing, and yeah. you're going to do justice to the throw. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you do justice sure. to what you've been given? Right. And it was you know so frightening. But you know. with T Bone from the beginning, it, the the concept was you were going to do it. 
You were going to well, do the music. You were going to well, do the singing. Well, Bo- no, Bones said, oh, yeah, man, the music's the easy part. I said, what are you talking about? I said, oh, yeah. Well, he said, you know, that's what I do. I can, you know, music will come up with stuff. We'll get brooding and it's all to come together. I said, oh, man, this could be just too much fun to not do. Yeah, yeah. Who cares if it fails? This right. is too, you know. Yeah. So we got together. I brought my... Uh, ancient uh, friend, we go back to the fourth grade, a guy named uh, John Goodwin. Yeah, sure. Who who wrote kind of the (laughs) title song in a way to um, Crazy Heart, uh, Hold On You, that's based on a... uh, Bone put some... um, some words in there too, but it's basically a Johnny Goodwin tune. But we got together and we just started jamming on tunes and hanging. It was so great. And you've been playing a long time. Yeah, since I was a you know a kid, twelve it, or so. Right, because your 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 brother like it's funny because he's like, yeah, I, I had the guitar around and I never. And then he, he yeah. just took off. Was it your dad's guitar? Or was it your well? Guitar? He my dad had a uh, a Goya. Oh yeah, and uh, he had some kind of a finger infectious and couldn't play so i played on that and then Bo had this white dan electro right an original yeah. dan electro that, yeah the weird the, cutaway yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. groovy guitar. vinyl on the side sure yeah, man yeah and yeah. so they're making yeah. those again yeah right yeah, yeah they yeah. reissued that stuff yeah and so you took to it oh yeah i and i you know i started just you know you learn if you know you know the cool thing about guitars it's got those you know the graph you know it yeah, tells you sure. point little points where you put your fingers oh the chords yeah the and chords, the, in the songbook and, yeah in the songbook yeah and then like you know i learned uh, you know a few couple of three chords and then i started to write right away and that's kind of you know i started to just make up stuff before we stop talking about crazy art you won an oscar yeah, and yeah. That, that was a long time coming, Jeff, right? Oh, well, thank you, but, uh, you <laughs> yeah. know. Oh, you don't no. think about it like that? <laughs> no, I mean, it, you know, God, that was pretty wild. Though, it's great. You know? It was oh, great. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's better you got that than the lifetime achievement. Uh, you know what I mean? Yes, like, right. Yeah, you know, that's true, too. Like, you know, that's you don't want to be one of those guys, he's 90, like, we never right. gave him one. That's right. We better give him the big oh, one. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that was very, it was very cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was great, man. You've been doing great work for so many years. I can't. Thank you. Well, there's just so many uh, moments in my life. Like, there's other, like, that American Heart movie, that's one of those movies where, that I love you in. Gotten, you got ripped, got in good shape for that one. Oh, yeah. Say, yeah. <laughs> and, like, Cutter's Way, I've seen yeah. many oh, times. Oh, yeah. Wasn't John great? John Hurt. Oh, my you know, we lost God. him recently, but he should have he so got some award. He's you know, so, so many guys that... Um, are just so good that you don't see it. You know, they're just, right. you know, like another guy that reminds me of, that I work with early on yeah. was Timothy Bottoms in Last Picture That's Show. That's way back. And yeah. then he did the, was he in the paper chase? He was in paper chase. And, and then he kind of disappeared. Yeah, yeah, he kind of, you know, dropped out of the movie biz. He was, yeah, he was very sweet, very natural in Last yeah. Picture Show. Yeah, Johnny Got His Gun, he was in oh, that as right. well. But yeah, picture, and he was, like you say, natural. It was like, he's not he's not acting, he's just there doing it. Well, how did and that, how did that, how did you guys work with Bogdanovich? How did that all come together? Because that was your first <laughs> big movie, right? That was, yeah, that was my, yeah, my second movie. But you did some shit as a kid, you, both you and your brother, because your dad's Lloyd Bridges. You you did Sea Hunt. You did, we did Sea. <laughs> oh, did, I was I was you, you did, know uh, some. Uh, oh, what else yeah. did you do? Some weird TV shows. Oh, I did a bunch of TV shows. My <laughs> my parents, yeah. especially my father, was so gung ho about showbiz. Right. He loved it. Oh, he loved it. All aspects of it. You know what we're doing here. Yeah. Uh, signing autographs, uh-huh. doing the movies. Uh huh. And. Um, you know, I my, my first part uh, officially was when I was six months old. Yeah, and my parents were visiting 
A friend of theirs, John Cromwell, was shooting a movie called The Company She Keeps with Jane Greer, one yeah. an incredible actress. Uh-huh. And, uh, and they needed a baby. And they needed a baby, and they, you know, they gave <laughs> gave Jane my, me, and I was uh, kind of happy baby. They wanted yeah. a crying baby. You know, my mom said, "Oh, just pinch him. You know, he'll cry." <laughs> Pinch, pinch me, and I cried. Oh, see that method. And now we, we cut like 30 years later, and I'm doing a movie with Jane Greer, the the uh, the redo of a wonderful movie that she did with Mitchum called Out of the Past. Oh, yeah. And ours was... was called Against All Odds. Who was the female leading that? In mine, yeah. Rachel Ward. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, man. That was, yeah. I oh. love that that original. And the remake's good, too. But did you watch the original the study? I didn't. I I watched it. I didn't study it. You know. I mean. Yeah. But that is a real masterpiece. I mean, Kirk the, Douglas. Uh, Kirk Douglas. Uh, Mitchum, Bob Mitchum and Jane Greer. Jane Greer. And Jane Greer. Man, that's who so it was. Intense, you know. dude. And and so stylish. You know. There's yeah. no like now. You know. Scary. You, just Scary. like you know, back in yeah back in those days. You know. You some of the acting seems kind of stylish. Uh huh. You know, some kind of style. So, or did something. you say to her? Did she remember you oh, as a child? Oh, so yeah. So you know, of course, we teased about it, and I'd say to her, you know, we're doing against all odds. She's playing her character in the original, uh, her her mother, and she's playing Rachel Ward's mother. Ah. And I said to her, uh, Jane, I said, you know, Jane, I'm having some trouble. Uh, emoting in this scene. <laughs> How about a little pinch? You know, it was fun to harken back. <laughs> Did she get it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's so wild that you know you were that just not only with your brother with the music, but generationally your experience, personal experience in show business. Oh, like yeah. I mean, your dad's generation. There must have been a lot of characters around. I tried to kind of get it out of your brother, but he said your dad didn't you hang know, out exclusively. Yeah, you, know, with... you know, there wasn't too many showbiz guys right. around. My my. My dad didn't do that too much, but I was as I just coming over here. I was talking to my publicist, Gene, and I'm going to tomorrow night. Yeah, I'm going to my fiftieth high school reunion. Wow! And you you went to high school here? I went to uni. Yeah, you know uni high school uh-uh. there on Barrington, and you know it's in, 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 in where is it in Westwood? It's in Westwood. Okay. Yeah. And, it's uh, nice to go when you've achieved some things. Uh, well, we'll see. It'll be, it's going to be pretty wild. But uh, I was telling Gene, I said, guess who was in my class? You know, I said, do you know who John Raitt is? And she said, no. I say, you know, her, you know who Bonnie Raitt is? And I said, yeah, John Raitt is Bonnie's father. John established all of the great musicals, you know, Carousel, Oklahoma, on Broadway. Oh, you really? Didn't, you didn't know that. No, I yeah, didn't Yeah, John Raitt. Man. Yeah. That's where B- Bonnie gets those pipes. Yeah, you know? yeah. So she was in my class. Bonnie was in my class. Bonnie was in your class. And my girlfriend, Kaya Keel, her father is Howard Keel, who was, did all of those you know, uh, parts, that um, a lot of the parts that John did in the movies. Howard did them in the movies. Uh-huh. So, in so the musicals? That, yeah. They yeah. were in my class. Uh, Jan and Dean went to my high school. A little uni. older? They were a little older. They were about Bo's age. But they had all those hits, man, yeah, yeah. in... All high the, school, all, you know, a lot of those hits in high surf school. Hits. Can you imagine having that stuff going on when you're in high school? Well, That's the time for it to go on. You keep in touch with many people from high school? Uh, yeah, yeah. A lot of my dear friends are still uh, high school guys. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's great. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, you seem to have uh, survived show business pretty well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't live here anymore at all. I live in Santa Barbara now. Oh, you got, oh. yeah. I got shook out with that earthquake. You know, was it twenty yeah. some years ago? Oh, really? You've been down there that long, or up there? Yeah. Which is it? Up or down? Up, 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 yeah. up, yeah. It's pretty up there, though. Right? Oh, gorgeous! Yeah, we love it up there. So, 
now what, tell me about like how because i tried to get it out of your brother because he he told me that well you did last picture show you were both sort of doing tv and doing stuff and you were both mm. acting right but he's a little older you're a little younger he's he seems jealous of your guitar playing ability and then uh, you start acting and you get this break in uh last picture show and he said that he had gone out for fat city Oh uh-huh. yeah! I, uh, did he? It, did he? He says he got me the part. Is right. That right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I like you know he no he, you know we're all, you know people <laughs> often ask do we compete and stuff not yeah. really we're on the same team you know we root for each other you know he he always mentions me I always mention him try to get each other you know one of our well, teammates well, a sweet. gig you know yeah it, it could have gone another way it could have been yeah. you could have Kane enabled it <laughs> but you guys uh, you love each other but I uh, you mentioned Fat City yeah. So I think he, you know, he did his agent work and got me a, um, uh, got um, uh, me to to see uh, you know, John, to Houston. S- John Houston. John yeah. Houston, you know, and my agent calls me and says John Houston wants to see you. Yeah, I say really? Oh gosh, okay. Um, all right, where and what time and stuff? And he says, well, it's in Madrid. Spain. Uh, yeah, and um, <laughs> I understand he wants to meet you at the Prado there. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, tomorrow or something, you know, really like this. And I'm like, you know, a young kid, you know, in yeah. my early 20s. I yeah. say, oh, okay, you know, adventure's on. So off I go, and I land, like, checking into the hotel. They flew you out to Spain. They pull me out to Spain, yeah. and I meet this beautiful girl in the lobby while I'm checking in. Yeah. And we start talking, and she says, have you been to Spain? I said, no. And she says, well, I'll take you out. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. So I say, great. So I go out that night. I wake up the next morning, just, you know, I got to be at the Prado at 11 or something. I wake up at, you know, 10 or something, and I just puke my guts out. I've got a terrible case of food poisoning. Uh, yeah. And here I have got to go to the Prado, you know. Yeah. So I'm going to the Prado. John is, you know, not talking about the movie or the other Velasquez. This is, you know, and I'm going, you know, puking in my mouth and swallowing oh, my puke. My well, I don't want to puke on the Velasquez, man. Or John Houston. Or John, well, that would be, yeah, I would rather go there, if, you know, one of his pockets or something. But no, I'm doing my best to hold it. We don't talk about the movie at yeah. all. Um, I think, uh, well, I didn't get the part. I go home and I'm dying, man. I can't speak Spanish. I, and the door knocks in my hotel room. I crawl on my hands and knees, open the door and who's there, but James Mason. What? And we had done a movie just prior to this called the yin and yang of Mr. Go. What happened to that movie? Anyway, he James saves my life. Anyway, okay. he gets me a shot. Yeah. But that movie was wait, he, uh, what you, wait. So I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, so no. he takes you to the dock. No, he just he, you know I, I I could I was paralyzed you know, on yeah. the floor and just and he said oh but what is wrong with you Jeffrey? I said, oh I'm, I'm just, yeah. and he got you know the doc came gave me kind of a shot and he yeah. basically saved my life. I wouldn't know what I would have done. Oh but yeah, I, get all dehydrated. But, but the, you know a few um, maybe a year before that. I did a movie, I think it might have been right after Picture Show, called The Yin and Yang of Mr. Go. It sounds like one of those crazy 60s, 70s It was a totally crazy, weird movie, written, directed, produced, and also starring um, Burgess Meredith. Burgess, a young Burgess Meredith. Yes, pretty young. He was, you know, pretty old at the time, or I thought thought he was anyway. And what was that um, groovy movie? And that was about this guy, James Mason, who played this Chinese-Mexican. 
and uh, a Chinese Mexican. Yeah, he, yeah. he played a Chinese Mexican. Burgess played a Chinese guy too. Uh-huh. And uh, it was about this uh, weapons dealer who is just changes like boom overnight is struck and says, "I want to do, I want to make what I what good things, know, good things." Out of it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I play a uh, a, a Vietnam vet. Yeah. And it was a oh, man. It was such a wild uh, scene because. Um, well, a couple of things. First of all, Burgess was, you know, such an an incredible uh, cat. He, yeah. uh, he said, uh, you know, you play guitar. Let's make your character a guy who writes uh, rock opera. Write some songs. For so he had me writing songs for the movie and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Then after the movie was over, a few years, well, quite a few years later, we kept up our relationship. He also turned me on to John Lilly. Do you know who John Lilly is? The guy the, who invented the dolphin the, guy. The dolphin. He also invented the isolation tank. Oh sure, okay. So, so this uh, is some hippie shit. So yeah, big time. Yeah. yeah. And so Sue and I were um, floating in the tanks, guinea pigs for him. He would, you know, John would put us in there and then take notes. And, you, you met know. John. So you're, oh you're, yeah. You're, oh yeah. Part this of the all study through Burgess. Part of the study, man. Part <laughs> of the study. The late sixties, early. 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're floating in the tanks. You got wires on you? Uh, no, we're just floating in the tanks. Uh, the first thing you do, John instructed, you get out three times. You just lie down and you get out. And you know what the tank is. It's like, you know, Saline. It, it's, yeah, but like about a thousand pounds of salt in this yeah. kind of coffin box. Right. Know? And it's just one person per tank. One right? person per tank, but you float and yeah. you. You know the the water is ninety eight point six. Your yeah. ears are underwater. The yeah. idea is, what happens to consciousness when you have no input? You know. Oh, dig it, yeah. And it's pretty wild what happens because what you find out is how much you're projecting, right? How much you are supplying, right? Right. Everything you know right. to to what you think is reality. What you think is reality, yeah. and and uh, like so many things, you know, our brain, you know, you you. Get parent, you know, paranoia is really hand. I mean, it's right there, man. You know, all the fucking time. <laughs> sure. So, man. you know, the first thing I do, I'm in there. I get out three times, and I'm lying in this yeah. thing, and the thing is, and I say, okay, here I am. I just fucking relax. John Lilly, he, he looks so weird. He was in that weird blue jumpsuit, and did he have breasts? It looked like he had breasts. <laughs> What's in this water? Am I going to have breasts? Is it? Am I? Am I turning into what's he? Wait a minute. That's just my, you know, that's my mind. You know, turning into a dolphin. Yeah. So that's the kind of, you know, thing. And then when you come out, of course, all the reality kind of rushes in and it's harder to see how much projection you're supplying because the screen is all, you know, mm-hmm. complex with yeah, everything. Yeah. But we're constantly doing that. So that know? was a mind blower that, oh, that successfully big, altered your consciousness. A big mind blower. Yeah. That was a big, a big mind Were you a drug guy in the 60s? Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Did, did your much, share yeah. of acid? Yeah, did yeah. all of that stuff. And um, what'd you get out of it? Uh, uh, what did I get out of? What did I get out of acid pre- yeah. specifically? Well, I had a uh, I overdosed. Yeah. <laughs> which uh, was problematic, which, you know, it, which kind of makes me want well, to not do it ever again, you know. But, you know, it's that old thing about... Turned on you. Know, it's, uh, you know, it's open. Now, you must open. Yeah. Except, you know, open. You've done... You did, you've done it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so open, open, you know. Yeah. And uh, so I went to this party, and it was a birthday party, and we had some acid in the punch, yeah. and we had a 
good time. And then my friend, whose birthday it was, he comes over the next morning and he's giggling. <laughs> I yeah. said, what are you giggling? What's in that jar? <laughs> I said, what is it? He says, it's the dregs of the punch, man. <laughs> and so, and so he says, let's do it. I said, okay. So we split this. We chug a lug this yeah. thing. And it was just too strong, man. It was like, you know. And it's during the day up. now. Oh, and I, I fell You're back. A, it was yeah. boom. Yeah. It happened too fast. And open, open, open. I can't open. Open. Ah. Oh, yeah. and it was just terrible, man. And, and I just, Ugh. you know, fell on the floor, just a quivering, Ugh. fetal thing. And know, then you had to do that for 10 hours. Oh, yeah. And I just, oh, no, no. But, <laughs> but um, you know, of course, it's, uh, you know, opens up. Um, Opens up things, you know. Yeah, and, sure. Uh, and and uh, you know, encourages you um, to maybe see things that th- things aren't exactly as you. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. both of those things yeah. are like that. But yeah. the paranoia thing, I mean, like that came in handy in that Arlington Road movie, right? Well, that's you know, it all everything finally comes in handy. You yeah. know, <laughs> that I love that movie because I like that stuff. That was a good one, and uh, um, Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. We got down to the end. You know, the end. You saw the yeah. ending, yeah. and we're getting about ready to shoot the ending. Yeah, and the studio says. We want you to shoot a happier ending. I said, what, what? the fuck are you talking about? That's the whole point of the thing. Yeah, well, I, it's, I, What's the point of the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they say, so they wanted to do it. They got the, they're funding the thing, you know. Yeah. So um, our director, um, Mark, the happy uh, Mark Pellington, huh? Yeah, yeah. So Mark Pellington said, we're going to shoot the happy ending, yeah. but we're going to shoot it really bad. <laughs> <laughs> which was a bold thing to do because Sabotage. that could have been yeah, yeah because that could have been our thing yeah. but we shot it you know there's no way poorly, it could work. poorly enough that yeah, they yeah. went with the other ending so after last picture show and doing all this stuff like it just seems that did you learn on the job did you study acting did you at some point because you have a lot of range yeah my father um he taught me all the basics you know when we're doing sea hunt He'd have me, you know, sitting on his bed, going over the lines, and and he would say, "Now, you know, make it sound real. <laughs> you know, make right. it sound like it's happening for the first time. Yeah, and don't just wait till I stop talking to say your line. You can listen to what I'm saying and let that inform what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, and now go out of the room." And when you come back, I want you to do it completely different. You know, yeah, and do that. And he did, so he, he, you know, worked me as a, so you know, a, he did. But he did it with Bo too. And Bo was, you know, right after my dad. Bo was my next uh, acting yeah. coach. You know, he would, you know, we'd work on scenes and stuff. You know, for agents and this kind of thing. And uh, one of the challenges for an actor is uh, getting your audience. You know, where are you going to perform? Right. when you just start. Yeah. So Bo came up with this brilliant idea. He would rent a flatbed truck. Yeah. And uh, we work up some scenes, and yeah. we would pull into a supermarket, uh-huh. and then our father uh, taught us how to stage fight, how to fake fight. So we right. would put on a fight, yeah. and people would gather around. It looked very real, you know. Yeah. People gather around when they're starting to break up. We go, "No, it's a show!" Yeah. And we jump up on the the flatbed, and we would do our scenes until the cops would come. Yeah. And then we'd try to incorporate the cops in some sort of improv. <laughs> you know, they didn't like that too much. They'd get pissed. We'd go, no, we're out of here, officer. And we'd go up to the next supermarket, do our fight, you know, and we'd get up and we played the supermarket. Guerrilla theater. Way. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. That's trippy, man. But that was... What know, was that, the point that, of that? Just like, for huh? fun? Well, no, for tr- for training. Oh, working really? Up your, well, like, yeah, work on your scenes, man, you know. And you have an audience and, you know, we would... 
We would do. Um, what, what scenes were they? We were working on um, particularly Bo uh, and I were working on a scene uh, from Catcher in the Rye. Oh, were they going to do? Did they do a movie? Uh, no, I don't think he's ever allowed the movie to do it. But that was a movie. Um, we were working on it for my age to get an agent. Oh, okay, yeah. And so Bo and I would go into the agent, and uh, you know, we'd go into the agent's office, and we would you know talk for a second, and then Bo would say, "I got to take a leak," and he would go out to the bathroom. And the idea what that we had planned was that when he would come back in. That's when the scene would start. Oh, we, I get we wouldn't. It. Yeah. We wouldn't say, "Okay, now we're going to do our scene." No, right. it was, we was just going to be a blend of real thing, and then they would realize. Yeah. It. And so he came in and he was playing loose. Do you remember? You remember the book? He was like this. I can't remember the. I can't remember the scene, but it had to do with f- fencing foils, and uh-huh. I, I can't quite remember. But it was a scene, you know, from the book. But uh, did book, it work? You know, yeah, man, it got me the the agent, and you know, first agent. Your first one? Uh, yeah, my very first one. How long did you stay with that guy? Uh, I stayed with him for a while, for quite a while. I can't remember, you know, yeah. a long time, 15, yeah. 20 years. Now, was your dad thrilled that you guys were both in the game? Oh, yeah, he loved it. You know, I fought with my dad, you know, because I, who, you know, what young teenage kid wants to do what their parents want them to do? Sure. You know, I said, no, I want to, <laughs> I'm into the music, you know, yeah. painting, yeah. art and stuff. He goes, Jeff. Don't be ridiculous, you know. That's what's so wonderful about acting is you get to use all of your talents and, you know, things that excite you. And, so he's yeah. really into it. He was he, like, oh, he was it. deep into it. Yeah. He loved it and, um, you know, just supported it. So, you know, and I got to work with, uh, whenever I got to work with Bo or my dad was really. How really often special. did you work with your dad in movies? I worked with him twice. Yeah. In uh, Tucker and oh, that's uh, right. blown did, did, away. He, did he play your dad? In no, no, no. Oh, he, he played, played the congressman? Or yeah, a, he played a, a bad guy. Bad, right, and, right, right. This, yeah, a guy who yeah. was trying to shut my character down or something. Oh, my God. And then what was the other and one? And the other one was Blown Away, where he played my uncle in that. He was a great actor. Oh, man, he was so... And yeah. then he did comedy, did the airplane movie yeah. later I, re- in I remember when I was doing uh, yeah. Blown Away, yeah. talking to the producer, and uh, we're casting the movie. I said, you know who really be good as my uncle wonderful actor lloyd bridges are you familiar with him and he laughed he says oh yeah you yeah your dad is a you know he, he's very talented but he's really more of a comic i say what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> i said well you know airplane i say yeah but the, you know that's just a you know one of the tool in his kit bag man i mean you know uh, so I said, you want him to come in and read for you? And he said, yeah, would he do that? I said, oh, God. So, of course, he came in and you know, knocked it out of the park. You know, you, got, you Bridges guys getting each other jobs here. Oh, but my dad, he was, uh, I think of all the things I learned from him, and yeah. I learned, like I said, all the basics, was just the joy yeah. in which he he um, you know had when he worked. When I, I got to work with him as a... As a kid in Sea Hunt, and yeah. that was, you know, that was a little, that was different. I mean, yeah. now as I'm even telling it, I'm imagining a weird story that kind of embarrassed me. But now, as I look back, I was kind of pleased where he was working with a, a director on that show, uh-huh. and I was I played a small little part, and the director was giving a lot of shit to some PA, you know, just yeah. a kind of a guy who was doing errands, sure. coffee, and he guy was, you know, the director was really yeah. taken out, and my dad said. uh could I have your attention, please, to the crew? And he said, um, when our director uh, apologizes to this young kid, um, I'll be in my trailer, 
and uh, you can come and get me, you know. But I want him to apologize in front of everyone to what you know. Uh -huh. I, you know, but that's the kind of guy my <laughs> my dad was, and uh, and then as I when I worked with him later, like uh, in Tucker, yeah. Oh man, for Francis Coppola, yeah. you know, yeah, who's like a big kid in a way, you know, yeah. and and uh, Francis made this. Uh, this you know, he called all the crew and the cast in. And we had had two weeks rehearsal. The fir first week was kind of getting to know each other. The uh -huh. second week, well, uh, Francis says we're going to spend this second week shooting the entire movie on this little video camera. Vittorio, Vittorio Storaro, the famous you know our DP, he will use the do the little wheelchair as a dolly, and he'll be shooting. And you actors, now when you're doing the car scene, when the car stops, I want you to go. You know, give a little jerk, you know, and, <laughs> and you wardrobe people, you know, the wedding scene. Look at these curtains could be good uh, wedding. So it was kind of like our guy in comedy or the little rascals. You sure. know, let's make a movie. You know, yeah, yeah. we shot the whole movie in one week. In place of storyboarding? Like well, no, here's the thing. What he did, I found this out later. He storyboarded very extensively. Right. He took photographs. And yeah. then replace those pictures, the drawings with photographs. Then he shot this movie, and replaced the storyboard with this, the film, the, the, video. the video film, right? Which he gave to us at that week. We didn't know it, but he was editing that film, going to and from work. So he gave at the end of that second week of rehearsal. He said, "Here's our film. We've we're just going to polish it up." Isn't that wild? <laughs> yeah. So the film was always there, and but he but and we only did the. He only did one take for that whole thing. For the video thing. For the video thing. But it was such a spirit of play, and that was such, uh, it really uh, was kind of my dad's style because yeah. this uh, joy that he had yeah. and the sense of play was really contagious when he showed up to work. So he loved People it. realized, hey, yeah, this is kind of fun what we're doing. We As can, opposed to be like, what do you mean we're yeah, shooting the yeah, whole oh, movie? Or just something, you know, yeah. yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. Uh, you know, and all through the movie, you know, during the movie, he, we had this sense of um, joy and, and play. And, uh, of course, that when you're, you know, when you're kind of playful, you tend to relax. And when you relax, you know, your best yeah. stuff can well, that, leak well, out, man. Well, then also the, that, that character was very buoyant. And and resilient and always sort of uh, optimistic. Your character. Oh yes, Tucker. yeah, very much. And there was sort of a, a kind of a lighthearted com comedic element to that movie, to the oh, pace yeah. of that movie. Yeah, yeah. That he kept just you know trying and trying and taking the hits and taking the hits. Yeah, and but as, he never got uh, sunk. As we as we talk uh, about it, I, you know, Marty Landau, my dear friend He's from been that in movie, here. he just passed away. Great. You know? yeah, yeah, he was in. Incredible sad guy. That he passed, yeah, but, but great guy. What a great guy. That's oh, right. He was your your financer in that movie, right? Yeah. He's a fascinating guy. It's it's sad, but he lived a good long life. Well, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. I, what other actors do you look up to? Uh, that changed your that changed your game. Got well, um all the guy I'm looking I'm a fan now of um Bloodline. You've been watching that? No. Bo's, Bo's in that show? Oh, man, do yourself a favor. Yeah. All the actors, and I can't even think of all their names, but the all the... It's wonderful when things come together. You know, sure, you've got man. great directing, yeah, great yeah. DP, yeah. you got a great story, and the actors, and it all comes together, and that's the case with Bloodline. But later on, like, you know, you, you work with Eastwood, you know, George Kennedy in that movie, in the Thunderbolt and Lightfoot, and then, like, all these... There's a Farrah Fawcett movie. Like, you worked with everybody. 
You've worked with yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah. I've worked with a lot of great people. That's my that's my favorite thing about the gig is uh, you know all the artists that you get to work with. Not only the actors, but you know costume designers and uh, Tron. You did Tron. There's yeah, a, yeah cutting edge future. Well, movie. you know the guy now Tron uh, it came back. Which, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, we did another one like yeah. picture show. We did another picture show twenty years later with the same cast. What was but, that called though? Uh, what, which one? The second picture show, Texasville. Texasville, right? Yeah. But uh, with Tron, Joe Kaczynski uh, directed the second Tron. I can't remember the name of the second yeah, Tron, yeah. the sequel. But uh, it was his. That was his first movie. Can you imagine directing something like that for your first movie? The, when the original Tron, it was uh, kind of wearing, you know, very, very, you know, it was shot in seventy millimeter black and white, and then all hand tinted, and it was a real kind of a primitive thing. The second one, I got scanned. Right. Into the computer. I mean, literally. I mean, as an actor. Yeah. So I could play myself as a young guy. And so that's, I think, the future of my profession will be... You know, they'll just have us all in there, and they say, well, let's have a little Mitchum, let's put a little De Niro, just a splash of bridges, and let's see what happens. Is you that know? a good thing? I, it's a thing. It's what's going to happen, man. Yeah, I don't know if it's good or not. I don't think it's but good. But jo- now, Joe, because this is the guy who directed yeah. the second yeah. one, uh, just directed me in this movie that's coming out called Only the Brave. Uh, right. The story of the Grand Mountain Hotshot. I watched, it. Hot I watched yeah. it. And he directed that one. Isn't that wild? So so that's the cool thing about movies also is that you have these little lifetimes kind of, and then you'll have reincarnations of those people in your another lifetime. Yeah, because yeah, it's a relatively small biz. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's a, it, it was smaller when he started, but it's, yeah. it's still pretty small, yeah. I guess. All right, let's talk about uh, Lebowski for a minute. Okay. Like, I had to watch it. Like, I love the Coen Brothers, you know, and I have my favorite Coen Brothers movies, but people are are just, it's got a cult. The Lebowski, yeah. the Lebowski has a following of people that decode it. They, 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 uh. they, they, they love it. They, you know, they uh, watch it many times every year. And you know this exists, right? Oh, the, the, yeah, <laughs> man, totally. I mean, I played, I, I had my Beatle moment when I played uh, a Lebowski Festival. You yeah, know, you oh, did. man, with my band. Yeah. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the dude. <laughs> oh, with, I knew, to playing to a sea of dudes and bowling <laughs> pins and mods, you know, the Viking helmets, yeah. you know. Really? So oh. they do full-on cosplay, full-on costume stuff. Oh, and it goes on for a couple of days. I mean, it's pretty wild, man. Because I had to keep going back and back. Back to the movie to because I want to understand why people are obsessed with it. Yeah, do, uh, do you understand? Well, my for my two cents, uh, a couple, a couple. I mean, I <laughs> what? it's so deep to me. Uh, for number one, yeah, the Coen Brothers are masters, right? Oh, they're great. They know how to make a really good movie, yeah. and that is what that is. Yeah. That is a good movie. When you watch it, it's like eating. Pop, you can't stop. You know, I'll, I don't watch my movies on when they're on TV normally. No, but if Lebowski comes on, I'll yeah. say, well, you know, I'll just watch the, the turtle will lick the ball, and then I'll go to something else. You know, and I'll say, oh, I'm just gonna now watch this, and then I get hooked because yeah. each scene, you you remember something new about it. You kind of get a deeper thing about it well, and it's, it's it's and it's got a sweetness to it too oh yeah you know kind yeah. of, you know and uh, again that bridge is buoyancy well yeah, you, know, you know so like it well it's i, I remember you know the thing that would, 
you know, when when John uh, hugs me, you yeah. know, yeah. you know, after throwing the ashes all over <laughs> me, I get pissed at him. He go, you know, come on, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's just some touching, you know, yeah. dear stuff about it. Well, I, you know, someone had to point out to me, this is how dumb I am, really, that that it's really a play on a noir movie. It's really a play on yeah, a detective Yeah, film. yeah, yeah, right. And for some reason, I just didn't put that together. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then once I put that together, I'm like, okay. Yeah, like it, the big sleep. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, I didn't realize, because yeah. I'm an idiot, yeah. that that's the model of it. And then it's just, um, it's just so good. My, I'm, I'm sitting having dinner at this... Uh, guy's house on one side is uh ram das you know the yeah. be here now guy and on the other side did you know him in the 60s no i didn't uh. I, this was the first time i'd met him and on my other side is this guy named bernie glassman yeah who is a zen master uh-huh and uh we're eating and he says uh i saw lebowski like oh yeah I, I said what do you think he says well you realize in many buddhist circles the dude is considered a zen master right <laughs> I say, what are you talking about? He says, oh, yeah. I say, no, we never talked about anything spiritual or anything like that on the show. He goes, oh, yeah. I say, well, what do you mean? He says, well, who who wrote and uh, directed the thing? The, the I say, the Coen brothers. He goes, yeah. the Coen brothers. You know what a oh, Coen is, right? Yeah, right. And he says, the the film is riddled with modern-day koans. I say, come on. He says, yeah, I'm all about bringing Buddhism into the current times. Uh -huh. He says, let's write a book. I say, uh -huh. what are you talking about? He says, let's write a book about uh, Lebowski and about all the koans in there. I say, what do you mean? Give me an example. He yeah. goes like, well, shut the fuck up, Donnie. There's a koan right there. The dude abides, yeah. you know, yeah. or um, that's just like your opinion man yeah. you know they, so we write this book called the dude and the zen master yeah and uh it's yeah, i'd love the book but it's you know it's that kind of depth that people you know did you see, see stuff did, in this you know did the coen brothers see the book i uh they got a copy i don't know if they looked at it or not but i, I sent wonder. Them a copy yeah they never got back i can't remember i don't think so the coen brothers that, yeah exactly that's, that is some hippie shit yeah. oh yeah <laughs> but bernie uh he's got a great organization called zen the zen peacemakers and he's you know an amazing are cat. You, do you practice buddhism though as a person I, well i do practice yeah i, I wouldn't I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, officially say I'm a Buddhist, uh, but I I do practice. I'm Buddhistly bent. Kind yeah, of, yeah. Buddhistly bent. I yeah, like that. Yeah. Like, what do you do? You meditate. I meditate. Yeah. yeah. I like to do. You know, I read a lot of stuff. You know, can Bernie's you, written some great books. Have, can you meditate successfully? Are you good? Yeah. At it? Yeah. yeah. It's not, it doesn't take much. I don't know why I fight it. I, I, yeah. don't, I resist it, and then I don't try to do it. And all you yeah, got to do is yeah. sit there, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's an interesting thing. I mean, you studied, you practiced, you read any of the stuff. Not really. Not really, but like yeah. I've sat and breathed. Yeah, yeah, that's basically, and you count those suckers, yeah, you know. <laughs> count which but, suckers? You know, the breaths, you oh, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. the breath, count uh -huh. them, and just, and uh, and all of those thoughts, you know, that one of the main things I think gets in people's ways, they think they're not supposed to think or have right. thoughts. No, you got to let them but go by, right? That's just that our mind secretes that shit, just like, you know, <laughs> we, we our, you know, like it, like our, we secret our saliva or something. Yeah, that's yeah. just what the mind does, it you know. Secretes thoughts. It's, yeah, yeah. So you just got to, <laughs> you know, that thing about, you know, uh, that's just like your opinion, man. Yeah. You know, that not only goes for other people, but that goes for ourselves, our own yeah. opinions. Right. You know, we have these 
right thoughts and it goes know, back that, to that, the, that are kind of mean you know they're, they're, they're they don't mean shit man they just thoughts and, they, and it's what we hang our our sense of reality on it's, yeah, it goes yeah. back to the isolation thing. that's exactly right we don't yeah we project all of this stuff. and also our brains are like recording devices it's just yeah, they regurgitate yeah right you know, what's your thought what's a thought that you heard how'd yeah. you get the information what's really happening man there's so many cool you know books like one of the most um, accessible uh people i think is pema children do you know yeah. her yeah i do yeah, yeah. She's, I, she, think, I love I love listening to her stuff, and uh, I should listen. I should get into it. I yeah. think there's some part of me that wants to hold on to the aggravation. Yeah, well, yeah, like for your work, right? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. or just because, like, who am I without that? But, that's right. Well, who am I? That's the big question. You know, that's the thing to meditate on. Who am I? Who's doing it? Who, who, who is this thing? Who is this guy? Have you figured it out? Yeah, I just, it's like, you know, it keeps, uh, you know, these two mirrors facing each other. So I haven't fluid. figured it out. No, yeah. I don't, yeah. But like you say, I don't know if I want to figure yeah. it out. You know, it's like, um, you ever been to a psychiatrist? Sure. So, you know, it's just like peeling an onion. I got to go today. Oh, you, you're going today yeah. to shrink? Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, I, I don't go that often, but like I, at different points in my life, I've yeah. gone when I need a little, I need a second opinion. Yeah. Like, hey, dude, am I fucked up? <laughs> Yeah, exactly, man. I remember I went to a guy for about a uh, a year, maybe a little longer, and it was heavy. You know, it was like yeah. three three um, two hour sessions a week. You know, Holy I mean, shit, really, yeah. you know, and it wasn't. I didn't have any necessarily problem. I just wanted to experience psychiatry and dig with the yeah, guy and yeah. get you know find out. So, and it just kept you know. Peeling onions, peeling, peeling, you know, yeah. and there's not, there's nothing down there. It's just a bunch of onion skins. You know, there's not, you know, there's nothing. And finally, you know, the thing I say, well, I'm paying this guy as a friend. Yeah. It, felt, oh, it just felt weird after a while. No, I understand that. But, so, uh, but it's a great, you know, to, especially if you get a guy who, um, you know, who, uh, who are you getting something from? I mean, I, well, I think, I think it's if a you good have a trauma, or if you have, if you have a, oh yeah, so if you have some like character flaws, that you through. can trace. Yeah, right, trace that. I'm, I'm, I'm working with a really interesting um, thing now. For a movie? No, a friend turned me on to this book. Actually, my daughter, I told my daughter about this book. She says I turned you onto that book. Right. And I go, oh, okay. But she says she's into this kind of stuff. It's called uh, Feeding Your Demons. Oh. And it's this chod, uh, C-H-O-D practice. And basically what it is, uh, you know, we have this, uh, uh, it's very common to have this kind of, um, you know, uh, the George, you know, fighting the drag, you know, defeating our, yeah. our, our, our demons. Right, we right. Got, you know, I can do this. Yeah, you know? yeah. And this uh, exercise is completely different. It's um, you, you feel your your demon or this you know this mm -hmm. thing that you have anxiety about or yeah. fear or right. guilt or whatever you feel it you try to conjure up its shape and its size yeah. its color texture and then you create it and you imagine it out in front of you uh-huh and uh you ask the demon what do you want <laughs> you know <laughs> and then you become the demon sure they just want to hang and out and you answer what the demon wants sure you know? yeah and he'll say that and then you uh, become yourself again, and you um, create this nectar uh -huh. made out of your body. Basically, you uh -huh. feed you feed the demon as opposed to trying to kill it. You feed it what uh -huh. it wants. 
Yeah, but they, they're always hungry, and then they're going to want other people. Uh, well, that's what you you know. But yeah, that's a heavy. That's a heavy. You know, that's an aspect of the demon. Yeah. You, you know, you yeah. you roll with that. It seems like your openness to this kind of thing just informs your ability to act and have range. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Well, the, yeah, it goes in with the acting for sure. Yeah, there's so many. Uh, you know, actors are kind of into this this thing. Uh, an actor who who I really, you know, you talked about actors you yeah, admire. Yeah. One of my favorite guys is uh, Kevin Bacon. Sure, I've talked to him. I, yeah, he's a wonderful cat. He's a great guy. Isn't he a good guy? Hell yeah. And uh, he gave me a little, uh, you know, I, I I don't know if he meant it in a spiritual way, but I kind of took it. Yeah, what did he do? Well, you know, when you're acting, you have, or I do, anyway, there's kind of a, you know, anxiety comes up, you know. you know um, When? Flop sweat, huh? Before, well, just just before a thing, you're oh, you know, yeah. you're anxious to whether you, like it's the basically what I was telling you about crazy heart. Yeah. You know, are you going to be able to catch yeah, yeah. the ball? You're going to yeah. be able to do what you're supposed to do. Yeah, do justice to the material. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so we got the big scene and it's you know quite involved and quite a Which few movie? actors. This is in a movie called R.I.P.D. Uh huh. He gathers us together. Kevin, Kevin said, yeah. yeah. He says, now, and he gets us all together, and then he looks at us all very seriously. Yeah. And he says, remember, everything depends on this. <laughs> <laughs> and it, boom, it put it in perspective, you know. You know, of yeah. course it doesn't, but yeah. then on another yeah. side, it does. You know, this moment is the whole thing, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah. This is how, how we're receiving him. You know, anyway, I, I enjoyed working with him. Yeah, and also another thing, you know, I see all these guitars around, and maybe we can pick after this interview just yeah. a little scotia, unless you got to go sure, somewhere. No. But there's so many actors play music. You oh, know? really? And music is another wonderful way to connect with people. Man, I mean, you know, we it saves so much time when we're doing Against All Odds. Taylor Hackford, that sure. you know, the director yeah, of yeah. that movie. Yeah, the first thing we did, we split a bottle of tequila down in Mexico and worked our way through the whole Beatle catalog. He's got a beautiful voice, and we just sang, and then. You know, because that's what it's all about—is you know, harmonizing, yeah. making it sound good, you know, and also like having a good time. And having a good time. You seem right? to be very able to have a good time. Well, I like to have a good time. You know, yeah. I like, I enjoy it. I, I can go the other way too. You know, I oh, get yeah. depressed and yeah, tight and all that stuff. Do you? Oh yeah. For long periods of time. Uh, well, uh, not, cr uh, not. I wouldn't say chronically. You know. Um, uh, you know, I go, I go back and forth, but I go, I get down there too. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Full range. Yeah, the full <laughs> range of humanity. Yeah. Real quick though, uh, Heaven's Gate. Did that feel like a disaster when you were doing oh, it? Oh God, what a shame that was. <laughs> that was a wild. That was a wild ride. I can tell you know all those musicians. You know we yeah, talked yeah, sure, about yeah. all those musicians, and it was in the cocaine days, yeah. man. I mean, you can imagine everyone jacked. <clears throat> Except uh, no, Chris was on the wagon the whole. He didn't party with us. He was he really wanted to catch that ball. You know, yeah, he yeah. was really big a big part for him. Big part for yeah. him. And you know, Chimino. I did his first movie, by the way, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot, the sure. one with Clint. Clint that was his George first. Kennedy. That was his first movie. Yeah, you know? I like that movie. And uh, on that movie, Clint was, you know, holding all the power in the yeah. thing, you know. Yeah. And he's famous for doing one or two takes. Yeah. You know, that's all he likes to yeah. do. And I was the young punk who'd say, oh, Mike, I got an idea. Can I, can I go one more time? He says, well, I'll have to ask the boss, you know. And Clint would say, I'll give the kid another shot, <laughs> you know. <laughs> 
and then uh, and yeah, he would, and that would you know that was wonderful. And then he did uh, Mike Cimino did Deer Hunter, which yeah. was this huge success, and it was great. executed so beautifully. You yeah. know, just watched it again recently. Yeah, it was so yeah. great. You yeah. know, and then so the the you know uh, the movie maker said, "Oh, whatever you want, you're our you know darling." You sure. Know? And he says, "Well, I've got a great epic western I'm yeah. going to do." And when you think about the story of what the tale that Heaven's Gate tells, you know, I never saw it. You've never seen it. I gotta watch it. Oh man, yeah, it's it's amazing. It's about um, cynicism, you know, and what cynicism costs us. I mean, that's especially for these times. It's kind of an interesting thing about. And it, you know, you know, when all these Europeans were splashing onto our shores, you know, this is in the eighteen you know sixties, they'd get out into Montana and Wyoming, they'd see all these walking hamburgers, all this beef, you know. And they would have to eat, you know, yeah. or they'd starve. So they would get these cows. And in those days, the cattlemen, the cattlemen's association was like the big oil companies yeah. today. Right. And maybe you know, a handful of guys owned all the property from Texas to Canada. Uh-huh. And uh, they hired a hundred gunmen, Texas gunmen, to come up and kill these immigrants that were on a list. And this this letter that announced these gunmen was signed by the president of the United States to go up there and kill these people. For, that's that's what the for the, killing cows for killing cows, and there were hundred guys on this list. And I'm not going to ruin it for you, but it's worth seeing. But the movie, when it came out, you know, it came out during a time when. Uh, MTV was very popular, yeah. and it was very all this fast cutting, yeah, yeah, and. Uh, Heaven's Gate is very slow, you know. It's yeah. like almost like this. Uh, what's that Russian guy Tarkovsky? You know, very, you know, it's very slow, you know. But it, 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 but once you get if you get with the filmmaker, you know, Chimino's rhythm, uh-huh. it's quite beautiful. It really gives sets you back in those times. Anyway, that was part of the reason I think because it didn't um, it didn't suit the times as far as well, editorially, and then also Chimino didn't want any of these suits to come right. to the set. Yeah. And he didn't want to talk to press. Yeah. And all of that. Yeah. And that created some animosity. You sure. Know, from from the review from the critics and from the thing. And they let him before have it. right. Before it even Oh right. Yeah. So they hated him before it even came yeah, out. Yeah. And so when it came out, the I remember going to um the um the big premiere in New York. Everybody's in tuxes, you know and the end of the movie, and you hear that terrible sound, you know, it sounds like popcorn starting oh, to go no. off, you know, and then you say, you know, in your mind, you're thinking, maybe they're just so blown away, you know, right. but, but it was just, you know, nobody kind of got it, and the word had leaked out that he had spent all this money, and, you know, everything. And drugs and everything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, and then... Uh, excess. Oh, yeah, excess, yeah. He's and then, control. And then the next day, we're driving to the airport to go to Toronto, and yeah. we pick up this review. Ugh. And it said, uh, if they shaved Chimino's head, they would find three sixes. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? For a movie? Yeah, for a movie. You know, and they just attacked him. And that marked, that was the end of the 70s, man. And that, and that, you know, we thought that was it. But now it's considered a classic. I know. I got to watch it. I don't, it's just one of those. Chris Walken is so great. Mickey Rourke is in it. No shit. I didn't know that. But yeah. uh, but your last movie, you like you like uh, you like playing these these western type of dudes. I lo- I remember you know um, <laughs> westerns. You know my dad, who's in a you know a lot of great westerns. You know High Noon. He was yeah, in that, yeah. You know? 
whenever he'd come home from work dressed up like a cowboy, you know, <laughs> and I'd put on his yeah. boots and his hat, and you know, cowboys. Sure, I mean, man. What a what a time. And wow. you did that thing that what Bad Company was sort of a western. Bad right? Company that was yeah Bob Benton's first movie. Yeah, it is was, that a deep movie? Yeah, I think so. It's a good movie. Yeah, uh, you know who's in that movie? Who who plays Big Joe? Uh, David, David Huddleston. David Huddleston. You know who David Huddleston I got, is. I gotta look. David Huddleston is the Big Lebowski. Oh yeah, yeah, man. So David Huddleston was in Bad Company, and he was uh, the, and Big, he was, Lebowski, he was the man. Big Lebowski. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a small world after all. Did the Cohen brothers know that? I don't know. Maybe, I always wonder, maybe. man. Oh, yeah. Put that in the Kohan. Yeah, the Kohans. Yeah, the yeah. Kohans. So yeah. you can make all the connections. Make all the connections. But yeah, but to, oh, but and also Fearless, great movie. Vanishing, interesting remake. Mm -hmm. Now this is where I just read off the movies and tell you how good you are. Mm -hmm. The Baker Boys with your brother. Oh, we should talk a little. Since you oh, did yeah. Bo, you know, we ought to talk a little bit about. I mean, I don't. That was just a dream come true because playing with Bo to that on that level. We would yeah. have lunch every day, you know, split a bottle of wine, just yeah. pinch each other. Say, Can you believe what we're doing? This? Oh man. And he told me like how did we it come so together? Why that uh, he was a young kid, right, who had the uh who had this, this guy Steve Clovis yeah. uh who's like in his twenties when he wrote and directed that sure. play. And uh he um you know, he just, uh, we jammed on it, you know, for about a month. We had rehearsals and improvs yeah. and yeah. stuff. And we had this one improv that uh, that really gave me faith in him as a director. We would, um, you know, we each of us would take turns setting up situations. You mm -hmm. know, and then we would do a long improv. And Steve said, okay, here's the situation. Jeff, you um, have... Um, um, uh, left home, you're, you know, you, you snuck out at, at night. It's about uh, three in the morning. Yeah, you just went to see your hero, Bill Evans, at this uh, club. Play piano. Yeah, playing piano. Yeah. and he come. The, everybody's kind of leaving now, and he's come. And Bill Evans comes out of the the um, the bathroom, uh, and he's just shot up in the bathroom, and uh, he bums a cigarette off you. And you and he says, and I'm going to play Bill Evans, the director. This young yeah, yeah. director, Steve yeah. says, I'll play Bill Evans. And Bo, when I put my hands through my hair, Big Brother is going to come and try to get his, you know, kid out, kid out of there. Yeah. And so we did that improv, and that gave me such faith in Steve as a director. Wow. The number one that he would play with us, yeah. you know. And, yeah. and then I saw that, oh, he's got the chops. He knows what it's yeah. about, you yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, and then Michelle, man. I mean, oh, you know, she's God, yeah, you know, it, so was, it, it was like a dream. every once in a while, something like that comes yeah. down, and that's you know, it's just amazing, right? Yeah, yeah, that's wonderful. And happens. you get to work with your bro. Oh man! But like, also though, like it seems like the last two, like I, the, the ensemble in this new one, uh, the the fire movie, only yeah. the brave, yeah. right? That's a big bunch of good oh, actors yeah, in that. Yeah. And also uh the Heller High Water, that was tight. That was a tight little movie. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like playing with those guys? Uh very much. That uh that you know, uh director um David McKenzie is, you know, wonderful and um yeah. oh god, it was yeah, that was that was a great great movie. Oh, and also the Cohen's redid True Grit. I thought that was good too. That was good. Brolin, Josh was Josh Brolin was in that movie. We didn't have any scenes together, but it was, you know, we hung out a little bit. And he's so good in this uh, Only the Brave. He's a, he's a fucking good actor. Isn't he a dude. good actor, man? It's a trip, right? Very good. You can you can feel that, right? And again, another second generation, you know, his dad, yeah, yeah, you know. James Brolin. Yeah. 
But like you know, he's one of those guys where you just watched him grow, and now he's just like just yeah solid man. Yeah, he's grounded in it. Yeah, yeah. Very you guys good. had some good scenes in this fire. Yeah, movie. yeah. What's the big challenge of this? Uh, it's a true story. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's true story. A heartbreaking story. It's a heartbreaking story, um, but it really, rather than concentrating on the heartbreak, it's really focusing on who these guys are. Oh yeah, by the time the, the shit goes down, you, you feel bad. You saw? You really, have you seen it? You've, I did. You saw? Gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel bad. It's heartbreaking, but there is something transcendent about their journey. Yeah. But that moment where they all pull those things over their heads. Oh boy. Oh man, and these guys. You know, these guys. Hot shots. Hot shots yeah. yeah. Talk about brave you know yeah going right where most of us would you know run away from they're going into it you know and they practice you know we're talking about uh you know meditation and and and, you know practice you play guitar you know i kick myself in the ass for not practicing enough you know practice because that's the whole deal man and these want it to be fun man well you want it to be fun but 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 the more you practice the more fun it's gonna be right man come on you know that right (laughs) yeah yeah. when you learn a lick you're like oh shit and then you yeah now i can do that yeah and uh but these guys practice bravery, you know, practice fighting did fire. Did all these man. all those actors have to learn how to be firefighters? They yeah. Probably did. Oh, yeah, they did. And and uh, you know, the only living survivor, uh, Brendan McDonough, was uh, with us on the oh, set wow. the whole time. Was that heavy? And uh, it was very heavy. It was uh, the guy that that's who uh, Miles he, Teller. Yeah, plays. he plays yeah. Miles Teller plays, and it was wonderful to have his support and his. Um, his stamp of approval, you know, that was yeah. most important to us and how the families of the survivors uh, felt about the film and they are, they're all supportive of the film and and um, I was really happy to see that there is a uh, Granite Mountain Fund for people who um, want to contribute to uh, the firefighters. Oh, yeah? Uh, if they go to onlythebrave-movie.com, you yeah. can feel about this uh, Granite um the granite mountain hotshots yeah uh, that fund i've been you know we got this climate change going on fires all i was in montana uh at my uh, daughter giving my daughter this beautiful wedding fires were just all over us yeah. you know yeah uh i've lost a, f- a house to a, a fire where in malibu oh really uh, i lost 400 acres of our ranch in montana burned down I'm, oh just fires all over the place you, you know? still got a place up there yeah did you spend a lot of I, time out there? I live in the whorehouse from Heaven's Gate. It's true. <laughs> we were shooting that movie, you know, at the hog. It's the hog ranch. Uh-huh. This is where I'm. I, I'm killed out in front of this place. Oh my god! And Chimino says now the the hog ranch is on this people's property. They don't want it there anymore. We're going to burn it down. Does anybody want it? And I shot my hand up, and he gave me the the place numbered, and also the barn. Which were this? It was built for the movie. It was built for the movie, just how they built it in those days, where the, you know, no matching logs, just whatever you know to beat the winter. You know, whatever trees Did are in the. Did you fix it up? We, we over the years, you know, we have fixed it up, but now you know that's so you know forty years ago. Or whatever. That's a trip. Everything, but some of those, some of those, the bullets, you know, they didn't go off or still in the. Oh really? In the wall. That's and, hilarious. Oh, man. So what do you want to you want to knock a song out? I was thinking. Um, we can do Maybe it. Maybe we can pick a little bit, and if you, because and, and, I there's a couple of songs I I wouldn't mind playing a song, but I'd like to brush up on it a little bit. Oh yeah. Do it. What do you think? You got yeah. time to do it? Or you sure, man. Do I'll it? go get. A, I'll let me go get the acoustic. Did you pick with Neil? 
No. No, man. That, I didn't. I couldn't. He didn't play here. Who has played here? Um, Nick Lowe has played in here. Lucinda Williams has played in here. Did you pick with uh, them at all? Did no. They I pick, I, uh, Jimmy Vaughn let me play with him. Dave Alvin let me play with him. Um, yeah. They, like, you know, I, can feel, I feel all right playing with you because, you know. Because I'm no good. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, not because not of that. Spend, no, because we're I can we, feel yeah, like yeah, we're, yeah. we're we're not pros. We're guys that like to do it. You know who I got to play with? Who? Bob Dylan, man. Come on, come on, man. Look on your list there. I did a movie with him, Masked and Anonymous. Do you ever see that movie? Oh, I have not seen that. Movie. That's a weird movie, man. It, oh, that was. But the, that is. It was about him, right? It's he wrote it with yeah, Larry right, Charles, right, who I was remember. the guy who created Seinfeld. Seinfeld, and everything. yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was Larry's first movie. Yeah. So he says to me, um, "See, you're kind of the senior thespian here. Why don't you and Bob uh, work on some acting, man?" <laughs> so I got to play <laughs> pretend with Bob for like a half a day, you know, yeah. doing improvs yeah, and yeah. stuff. That was a you know he he he's such a great presence and I think a wonderful actor. Yeah, he's and, great. He, uh, he did some huh? stuff with Peck and Paw back in the oh, day. Oh yeah, yeah. And then one, then I'm in my trailer and I hear, I open the trailer and there he is. He says, "Hey, you want to pick?" You know, he comes in and I'm oh, man. <laughs> oh I, wow, yeah. what'd you play? Uh, <laughs> I had been working on that great song that he sings um, in uh, Natural Born Killers. If you, you know that, he just yeah. sings it with just him playing the guitar. And he's oh. such a great guitar player. He is, yeah. Uh, you know, see the, da, 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 you know, see the pyramids across the night. Yeah. You, know. yeah, you yeah. belong to me. Yeah. You know? So we played that. And then we played, uh, a, I played him one of my buddies, John's, one of his songs. Um, here, let me see if I can. Mm. Well, let's just try it once, and I'll probably need to do it a couple of times. But... She's going to go nuts. She said you guys got She's going to go nuts. So I'm going to, what I'll do is I'm going to play, a, I'll just play a couple, and then I, we can work out. I think the, I think the, I don't know about the publishing thing, but here, this one should be no problem. Who's is this? This is John Goodwin's. Just one more airplane. Just one more war to win, just one more stormy sea. I'm lost and I'm still sailing in. Just one more hurricane, just one more time machine, and I'll be free. And I'll never leave you again. I'll never leave you again. I'll burn my suitcase to ashes and I'll never leave you, I'll never leave you again Just one more rocket ship to shoot me to the stars Just one more parachute to drop me safely where you are Just one more time machine just one more telephone and I'll be home And I'll never leave you again I'll never leave you again I'll burn my suitcase to ashes and then I'll never leave you I'll never leave you 
never leave you Did it. John Goodwin. Beautiful. Thanks, buddy. Cool, man. That was it. That was Jeff Bridges. Isn't it amazing to get to hear him get excited and sound exactly like Jeff Bridges in the movies? That was so Jeff Bridges. That was fun. Thank you for listening. I love you all. Godspeed into the next hour of your life. Go hour to hour if you have to. Minute to minute. Day by day sometimes is a chore. Boomer lives!